The views, comments, and opinions of the following program do not necessarily reflect those of Morris Media Studios, MorrisMediaLive.com, or its affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, cool. Thank you. Still, still no go. Or she says, when we, I'm sorry, hi, but what she says is stand by, but I'm sitting, so it confused me. So, oh, I'm now she's telling me I was looking at, so I was looking cockeyed, so I have to look at this camera. That shows you that I, Aaron Gladman, you might be better than me, because at least you know which camera to look at. But we have three cameras, so, but. This is my main camera. It has actually has a little star in it. How you doing? Welcome uh, to In a Man's World. I'm Lewis Dix. That's D-I-X. As you can see, uh, and George Holt, thank you for that little quote. George Holt sent the little thing on Morris Media and said that a uh, good solo effort, Lou Dix, which kind of hurt, but I guess I understood it, you know. So, and then you guys can forget that whole thing about George Holt and Code Three doing a ride along stuff. That that's not happening. Okay. She does what I tell her to do because I'm the man and she does. And and that was a good, someone said they had, uh, and thank you guys who listened last week. I had a lot of fun with my friends, you know, who dropped in. And throughout, we're going to have a bunch of friends drop in. Um, today, we got two cool guys, well, three guys that are cool. Um, and um, it, uh, oh yeah, they said, uh, uh, poet, uh, I like poet's voice. I like poet's, y'all. I know it's in a man's world, but y'all should add her. I told you guys I would think about it, but that would seem that would if I did that right away, that would seem like I was trying too hard to get back. We're here, so I don't want to just. It's, I'm already showing up early, so that's the first. And I'm not even going to tell y'all that I pulled in and she pulled up behind me and said, "Oh, I forgot about your show." So that was <laughs> that made me feel really good. I just put my head down, and said, "Okay." She said, oh, "I forgot about your show," so. That's that's where we, that kind of hurt. I just put a little check mark like, no, she won't be on the show today, but unless we need her, so that's the thing. And also, she taught me something today. I learned something because I I required to send her. She requested that if you have clips, send it to her early. Well, my I am computer illiterate, so I wrote out the whole thing, and she says, no, you can copy and paste. I did not know how to copy and paste, but I successfully did it today. I copied and pasted. So and um, so I feel really good about that. I'm. I'm you know, I'm learning that, and I did it through my phone. So hey, so I hope everyone's safe and healthy out there. Um, and um, today's a good day for me. Today, yesterday, we won my little team. I'm wearing the shirt, the Willows flag football team, sixth graders. We won our championship, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we came back. We won 36 to 25. We were down. One of the kids got a pick six. I coached the defense, and today we have the championship with the eighth grade team. So I'm really excited. Today's an exciting day. So that's why I'm wearing their gear. 
And um, and then the shirt is tight enough that I think I look in shape. So that's why I wore this shirt. Code 3 said this morning that, ooh, look at those arms. But she says nice things all the time. So I hope you're happy. Uh, today's show is going to be about parenting. I was sitting there thinking and about being a parent because my kid's old and coaching the kids and seeing all these parents over-parent their kid and and the kids' blank eyes when I yell at them. They just, and one mom, she's a black mom, and I was yelling at her kid, and he was just space-eyed. And I was like, come on, you got to pay attention. She's like, she's like, now you see what I'm dealing with, coach. And I've yet to see the boy's dad. So I feel really, shout out to all you moms who are putting in work with these boys and dad and them are not doing their, holding their end up. But it, I was, last night, Code 3 loves watching First 48. I don't know why. So, and I like it too. I get into it. Every show that I say I don't like that she watches, I end up watching. Like that Ready for Love and Married at First Sight and stuff. I'll turn over like, uh, the next thing you know, I'll turn over. What did they say? So, um, and I was listening to a show and, and the boy, unfortunately, lost life name was Day Day. I told her, I was like, why would anyone name their kid Day Day? I've yet to hear a good story about a Day Day. If your boy, if your child named Day Day, usually it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be, you never heard President Day Day or Councilman Day Day. You know, I'm sure there's one out there. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's one out there, but <clears throat> let, let's let's stay away from Day Day. And I know normally it's a nickname. My son is Louis Dix III. We tried to go with Trey. It just didn't flow in the house. So, so parents, we're t- I want to talk about parents now, parents back in the day. When I was growing up, totally different. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of parents. There are good ones, bad ones, soft ones, hard ones, ones that you can't find, parents who abandon their children, parents who the government are looking for so they can pay their child support, uh, parents who are just, you know, do this whole time out stuff and do this um, listen to your child. And there's parents who uh, it's my way or the highway. A lot of us grew up that way where it was, we couldn't even say what in my house when I was growing up. You had to say, yes, ma'am. And you couldn't say, huh? And you had to call all the adults, Mr. or Miss. And you had to, you couldn't even walk in a room. If you walked in a room and there were adults in the room, you had to speak. I mean, there's kids now who just walk right past you. And I'm a good, I'm a big good morning person. I'm a good, uh, my friend of mine, John Tolsby, taught me this once. He said, um, that when you speak to someone, mean it. And that's always been a thing of, you know, I mean it when I say hello or, you know, or goodbye or have a good day. And I think that's important. And, uh, you know, and I'm noticing a lot because I'm around kids a lot how they just are not used to saying good morning back or even making eye contact or stop. Whenever I'm talking to a kid and they keep walking, I stop them. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm talking. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, because I'm trying to tell you something that you need to hear. And you dismissing me by walking by. So that's stuff that we couldn't do growing up. And I just think, and I'm learning and I'm feeling that kids, if you give them something, they will adapt. If you can't consistently say good morning to a kid, eventually they will start saying good morning. If you say have a great day or have a good day, they will say it. You know, and then I'm sure if you say something mean to them, then that's how they become mean. Because kids just don't naturally become mean. They have to have an example. And you see a lot of kids mimicking their parents, just how they, you know, it's just because they're with them all the time. They see them. Kids watch everything. So parenting is not hard. I mean, it's not easy. Excuse me. That's a Freudian slip. It's not easy. It's, not, it's definitely tough. But 
it's something that if you're consistent with it, you're eventually, kids are going to make mistakes. Kids are they're dumb. Kids are going to, their brains aren't developed. Just like parents and, and make mistakes. I'm sure um, I was talking to my son about, you know, he was looking a little sad. And I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? You know, and he's just trying to figure things out as a 27-year-old, you know, black man who who's doing everything that we consider halfway right. You know, he's he's got his education, went to college, doesn't have any kids. So, you know, he has a little girlfriend that he really doesn't like, you know. And then, you know, mom and I are talking like, hey, man, listen, you, you're going to, you're getting that age now where you're going to have to start getting a family. And like I tell him, you're going to have to start preparing for your family about dealing with what kind of attitude you wake up, staying in shape, uh, saving your money, because you are now starting, you are in the age where you got to find the right one to begin a family. And mom's like, I just want a grandbaby. Oh, it's funny. She's moving. And last night, I, I dropped Lou off because Lou had an accident in his car, so his car is not working. And we go in, and she's got a little dog and stuff, so, you know, we go in and we, you know, drop some stuff off. And I was getting some pictures that she had because she was cleaning out everything. And so Lou and I go in, and then after about three minutes, she's like, you guys, are not, you guys didn't notice my hair. She did something with her hair. Now, I almost said, I'm... I'm retired from noticing things about you because <laughs> I got someone that I'm supposed to, I have to do that with, you know, and I didn't say that. And then Lou and I, so I covered Lou and I was like, Lou's like, oh, oh, I noticed it. And she's like, no, you didn't. I was like, hey, we're men. We noticed it, but it was dark, you know, but it looks great. Then we start over complimenting her about it. And I'm like, and then I'm saying to myself, you need you a man or something to compliment you because everyone needs someone. And I'm, I'm happy that I found someone and we're consistently happy which is interesting. You have to be consistently happy. And, um, and you have to do the little things to c continue to make that person happy. So I hope she finds someone and they notice her hair. Uh, so, um, so back to Lou. So then I'm like, hey, you, 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 you're looking sad, but you got you to gotta figure this out, man. You got, you, know, you got this space here that I've allotted you to, to recharge, but you have to go out there. Because the little girl, he says, doesn't motivate him. And I'm like, well, we're like, you've been with her for three years. And we know why he's with her, because the sex is good. That's bottom line. It's, it's, it, that's what keeps her going through there. And she's a nice little girl. She looks just like his mom. He won't believe me when I say that, but it's, his, it's a younger version of his mom. She's a nice girl. Her, her mother's a truck driver, which was interesting. You know, I, I like her. She's cool. But interesting thing, Lou has never introduced her to his mom or his sister. You know, and baby girl's doing well. She just wrote an article uh, on, she interviewed Gail King, which we're really proud. So her and her partner are good. Um, interesting, when her partner came to visit, Laurel, and then they got in the car, I picked them up from the airport. So I'm thinking, because you got to think this way as a parent, that I have to treat her the way I would treat if it was a boy that she was dating. Now, they've been together three years, they live together. So I'm like, hey, guys, how's it going? So when are you guys thinking about getting married and having a kid? And they were like, well, we're thinking about it. And I was like, well, do you guys want a boy or a girl? And couldn't say that. She was like, Dad, we're not in the gender. You know, we just want a healthy child. And I'm like, so I had to catch myself. But then I did tell my truth. Like, look, y'all going to have a boy or a girl. And if it's, if it's not a boy or a girl, then y'all going to be on the news. All right? So y'all going to. But that's, you know, that's where we are now. And that's part of parenting. Because I just can imagine the different things that would be said if, you know, when I was growing up and the kid had two dads or two moms, there would have been a lot more fights because there was a lot more ignorance, let's be honest. So back to the whole thing about being, being a parent. Um, I got Tony Woods going to call in in a few. 
He's in Winnipeg. Um, he, this is a gentleman that's really funny, Dave Chappelle. I, I was gonna, I was gonna um, play you a clip that uh, where Dave Chappelle, and I want to wait till Tony comes to play it so he can tell tell us how that made him feel when Dave won the Mark Twain Award. Uh, he shouted out Tony Woods as being uh, the one who taught him comedy, and Tony's always torn with him, um, which is which is uh, interesting. And that's gonna be clip number six. I have to tell the boss that, you know, so, and then I'm, and, and legally I'm required to call her boss. If you didn't know that, that was in our little contract that I have to refer to her as boss. Okay. So parents now and then back in the day. So you guys, the number is 323-815-4204, 323-815-4204. I don't know if you guys are in the chat room already. Hello to everyone. Um, see, see more. And all the and that crazy guy TDP used to know all them names. I don't know you guys, but I, I still like you. So uh, give us a call and let us know what kind of parent you are, how your parents treated you, um, some of the things that they said to you during while you were growing up, the, the way they disciplined you, crazy things that well you feel now that they were crazy, and things that our parents did back then that these kids cannot do today or parents will allow them to do or things that you can't say. I'm sure you could get arrested if you tell a kid, I bought you in this world, I'll take you out. You know, I remember hearing things like, uh, um, you getting on my last nerve. I remember one time my mom, it was a night they were having a party and my aunt Brenda, who was kind of mean, <laughs> I was messing up and being stupid. And she said, and you should have left that little Whatever in a tissue when you, <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't know what that meant, but now I know what it meant, that I should have been left in the tissue. But she didn't say tissue. She said paper towel, which was interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, ew. And then I remember um, hearing, uh, and I'm sure some people heard, I'll slap the black off you. And I truly thought that all light-skinned people were evil. So I'm like, what happened to their black? Mom <laughs> slapped them. But I had a white friend, because white people say things too. I had a white friend, Johnny, and his um, dad said one time that, Johnny, you're getting on my nerves. You keep it up, I'm going to tie a knot in your butt. I was like, ew. So it's just certain things you just can't say. You know, parents talk to their kids now and they give them time out. We didn't have time out. Um, okay, my guest is on Zoom. So, um, I'm going to uh, introduce this guy because he is, uh, he was, he was born in New York City. Uh, he started doing comedy at age 23. Uh, he's, um, he moved to D.C. from North Carolina. And Dave Chappelle um, honored him on the Mark Twain Awards, as I said before, that he was great. His style is laid back, meditative style, med meditative style comedy. And um, the thing that he's known for is that he won't write his jokes down. And uh, he's performed internationally, Europe, Middle East. Right now, he's currently uh, joining us from Winnipeg, uh, Canada. Please welcome Mr. Tony Woods. Hello, Tony. Uh, get a, a push unmute. Uh, your thing is mute. How you doing? I'm good. My bad. <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's that's the. And, but the, I'm I'm so computer literate. But at least I know now, mute or unmute. You know. So yeah, my. Well, it's good to see you. Um, thank you for joining me. I want right. I want to play a clip if you don't mind. And, and I know and my my boss lady says, "Well, 
you don't have to really show the clip, but I want to show the clip because I was there. I did the warm-up for it at the Mark Twain Awards, and Dave Chappelle said this about you. Okay, hold on with me. We're going to show that clip. and uh, you were Leverage. Me. The thing that I liked best about tonight was that I saw so many people from different parts of my life, like friends that I grew up with here in D.C., friends of mine from Ohio then and now, friends of mine from comedy clubs, all the musicians that blew my mind. You guys have no idea how you inspired me. I, I, I want to give a special shout out to my OG, Tony Woods. Miles Davis has a, a quote. Uh, it's one of my favorite, Miles Davis said so much cool shit, but, but one of the things he said I always <laughs> loved, he said, it took me years to learn how to play like myself. You know, he would watch other musicians and he would try to play like Dizzy or Bird or all the guys who were great. Tony Woods was my Dizzy and Bird if I was a Miles. I was trying to play like you. You were the first person I ever saw do it absolutely right. You were fearless and you told the truth. There's something so true about this job. Wow. <clears throat> So um, I was standing backstage and I was like, wow. And so Tony, how, how did you feel when you heard that? You know, um, you know, when you're in the airport, man, and they say your flight is going to be delayed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you say you got like 20, 30 minutes. So you walk around, you might be in like a magazine bookstore or something like that, just looking at shit. And then um, over the loudspeaker, they'll say, Lewis Dix, report to gate 18. And you don't even know the person next to you, but you look at them and go, did they say my name? <laughs> <laughs> That's because I was, because I was listening to him and you know, and he was saying all this big stuff, good stuff about people. And then he, then he threw me in the mix. He said, because I think the first time he said my name, I, I didn't really hear, you know? And, just, and then he said, Tony was, I was like, so I was, I was really, I was shocked. I was, when you see the look on my face. Yeah, yeah. I think the funny part that you don't know is that there were three open seats next to me. So I sat at that first open seat and, and I guess everybody knew what was going to happen because they said, no, you have to sit over here. So I sat next to the girl you saw me sitting next to and she kind of gave me a look like, yo, dude, some, some open seats over there. <laughs> and I'm like, so, I, so I moved and then the guy, whoever, the people came back again and said, that is your seat please don't move again. Like, okay, relax. And that's when they did it. And the zoom and the cameras was right there in my face, everything. And you would think that me and that girl came together. Right. I thought I was going to ask you that. Oh, fucking ass. She, uh, she, but she, you know, cause at first she's like, ah, you can't like, she didn't say nothing. But when it, when it, when it all went down, you would think that me and her was there together. So did she, was her attitude towards you differently afterwards? Different? Yeah, yeah. You see, you see it on the thing. Her attitude was way different after that. Oh. She's leaning over on me like this and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I thought you were with her. I was like, oh, because she had a big smile on her face like she knew you. Yeah, but at first when they told her to, told me to sit next to her, she was like, you know, it's like three open seats over here sitting in those seats. Yeah, like, you, like, like, yeah, like people look at you when you're on the bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like you ever been to China before? No, I have not. You, I know you've been all over. Yeah, I went to China, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, the last time I went to China, I took my oldest son, 
and, and Dave, Dave Chappelle and them, they was all over there. But we came in and we got on a shuttle that takes you from the airport into the ta- into uh, Hong Kong. And we sat there, train was uh, train was open. There was no other seats. Me and my son sat down, and this Chinese dude came and sat right next to my son. He said, hey, my man, what's up? <laughs> really? <laughs> but that's how they do. They fill it up from, you know, like... Like a like if it was a a carton of eggs, mm-hmm. they don't they don't go one egg here, one egg there. They go egg 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 egg. Even though the rest of the car was wide open, my man came and sat right next to it. Wow. So so you you what's been the most interesting place you've traveled and performed at doing comedy? Um, America. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> America, hilarious. Yeah, it is. I mean, America is the most diverse place. But as far as different stuff, you know, I've been all over Australia and um, I've been all over uh, New Zealand and I've been I've been all over the UK, all over the United Kingdom. Uh, but England is just rainy, man. You know that. And I've been all over um, Holland where Amsterdam is and stuff like that. But I, I would say, uh, I don't know, man. I say I have more fun in Amsterdam, you know, but have, I've had more adventures mm-hmm. in England. And in and and in Australia and America and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. That a hey, hey, POTUS gate real quick. Sorry. Um. So I'm sorry. I was. I had to tell the producer something. Uh. Let me ask you a question. You um. You're in Winnipeg. What are you doing there? Comedy, of course. Yeah. It's a it's a place called Rumors uh, Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. But check this out. So when I was flying from flew from D.C. And, and my plane was coming into Toronto, and I was filming the uh. The sunset, I was like, this is dope. Like, this is the best sunset I've ever seen. And we all go places where you watch the sunset. Come to find out, I was filming the, uh, what's it called? Aurora Borealis. I don't know what that is. No, I do not know what that is. Don't you got an engineer, producer or something? Yeah. Tell me, pull it up. It's called the Aurora Borealis. Okay. It it only happens like a certain time of year, but man, it's, it's the lights. It's just the sun bouncing off the moon, and oh, it's 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 wild. It's crazy, man. Did you but hear him pull this? Uh, he was asking to pull up. How do you aurora? What aurora borealis or something like that? It's about a sunset in Canada. No, no, it's, it's the it, I don't know if it's the sun sunrise. I think sunrise. I don't know. It's just, but basically, the lights stay on all night up here right now. Okay. Like well, the the sky is on. The sky is lit. All night long. And not the person, the sky. Because sometimes the people are like... I'm telling you, man. See, that's what happens, Lewis, man. I tell people stuff and they go, oh, this dude high. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, no, I, no, I know I, I know your style. Because I was reading that and it was interesting. And I was like, yeah, that is him. Because you, they say, and you said, because in one bit you said that I don't, I, I don't write my jokes down. I just do me. Yeah. How, did, how did that start? Oh, I, you know what? The... Okay, first time I, I was supposed to go on stage, I was in this, I was in the Navy, and a friend of mine told me that I was funny. He basically signed me up for the open mic night in DC, did everything you're supposed to do. And man, everybody was funny that night. Everybody was funny. Mm-hmm. And then they said, next guy, we got a new guy coming up, Tony Woods. And everybody was clapping and everything, you know? And I remember, you know Vincent Cook? Yeah, I know Vincent Cook. Yeah, Vincent Cook was there. Vincent Cook said, um, well, look, if the brother Tony Woods ain't here, I'll take his spot. That's and Vincent, I, and I, and that's Vincent kinda, Cook. That's Vincent said, Cook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everybody, and then Vincent went up there and he ripped too. Dude, I didn't walk back into a comedy club. 
until uh, uh, three years later. And then when I finally did go up, I had all of this stuff written down. But when I think back, it was just, I had written down Eddie Murphy's skits off of Saturday Night Live and, and stuff, stuff that I already heard people do. I didn't know at the time that's called stealing jokes, a joke right, theater. Right. <laughs> and then I went up there, dude, I, I didn't freeze, but I remember I said, hey, how y'all doing? Y'all look good. Y'all smell good. And I was just standing there, man. And my leg was shaking a little bit. And the dude in the front, he said, hey, look, his leg is shaking. I said, hey, your stomach's shaking. And everybody kind of looked. And then I went from there. I just, I said, don't worry. I used to be fat, too. And of course, I'm slim. Everybody looking at me like, I said, yo, I weighed a whopping 70 pounds. Funny. I said, but I was like, this tall. Bam! And just and it just ran from there. And it seems like every time I try, even when I try to write down, like, I'll do this bit first, and this bit first, and this bit second away it never works out for me so i just always have to just so you know i just hope nobody don't walk over and bust me upside my head right hey i wanted to introduce uh my boys in here i don't know if you know dan and green i know too i know tony woods what's up hey so i see y'all on the x on yeah yeah what's up man <laughs> <laughs> what, up, I better take what up woods how you been man I've been all right man i haven't seen you since the 90s yeah yeah but i've been down here doing my things you ain't been out here since the 90s I know. Were you we in Atlanta or? or no, I'm in LA. LA. Yeah, we're based yeah. in oh, LA. Yeah. yeah. The only time I go to LA now is when I got a layover. The last time I was in LA, I was coming from Australia and I went to uh, the Laugh Factory and hung out with uh, uh, Royale Watkins and Craig yeah. and, uh, and Donnell. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, that was it. Yeah. Now, I wanted to. Um, did you. Did you, did you ever. Uh, the funniest joke you've ever heard? That's just something I always want to ask people. Joke or material? Or material or joke. Funniest, I think funniest, funniest material because you know, you gotta imagine I'm in like elementary school, but when Richard Pryor took uh, uh, took Tudlam over to Miss Rudolph. Right, yeah. Cause, cause it, you know, it, it had no sex in it, but it was nasty. Yeah. It was just what a fifth grader like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She had big old titties. One right. had an eye on it. One had a tattoo on it. All that. There was a monkey going around. You know, the guy was real strong. He 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 worked at the he worked at the at the junkyard lifting car engines right. and stuff. Right. And made and made thirty five cent a day. Yeah. So all of that was all of that was right on my level. You didn't have to be a grown person to get that. But you know, some of the other stuff. He used to talk about, and the grown-ups would be cracking up laughing. And I was like, this guy's kind of overrated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, we uh, today's topic, what we're talking about is parenting. Now, you mentioned you have a son. You have any other children? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have three sons. But mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know, but I lost my eldest son. I'm sorry. In 2018. And, and speaking of, uh, you know, last weekend, Godfrey was in D.C., so my middle child, who's 33 now, I said, yo, you want to go to see uh, Godfrey? Because it was his birthday weekend. He said, yeah. But he, but in a way, he's like, nah, I'm good. I won't go. Because he knows when he was younger, he was like seven or eight years old. Man, my son loves some Godfrey, some J.B. Smooth, mm -hmm. and Willie Brown, the ventriloquist. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, he was, he was like six and seven. No disrespect to them, but you know, I remember Willie Brown came to his school when he was in kindergarten 
So I came to pick him up and I was putting him in the car seat. And he said, Daddy, the next time you go on television, you should get you a little baby. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, wherever I go, man, you my you, you and your brother, my little babies, you know? He said, No, like a little baby, so you could be funny. Hilarious. Like, that's what he said. But you know, he's five. I'm right, like, what? Right. A little baby, so you can be funny. A couple of weeks later, we're all hanging out in DC. And Willie Brown said, Yo, man, I met your sons. At, at, they were at my show. I'm like, dude, they I got they're in elementary school. He says, I do elementary schools during the day. He said, he says he's in kindergarten, right? I'm like, hey, how you know? He said, because they sit in the front Indian style. And he said he got up and walked over. He says, do you know my dad? And he tried to make Woody talk to him. And, and he wouldn't talk to Woody. He just like, he says, do you know my dad? Like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, what's your dad's name? It's Tony Woods. Yeah. And he started, uh, tried to start a conversation with him, but he walked back to his seat and sat back down. So I said to my sons, my oldest son was always talking too fast. I said, was there a ventriloquist at your school? He said, no, 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 Dad. We had a fire truck. And uh, everybody got to go in the fire truck. I'm like, no. Was there a man there with a dummy that he could make talk? And that's when the little one goes, no. That's what I'm trying to tell you, Daddy. He had a little baby. And <laughs> you should get you a little baby so the next time you go on TV, you could be funny. Right. <laughs> now, now you you said, you, what was your son's name that you that's in heaven? Alonso. Uh, Alonzo, Alonzo, Antonio, and Antoine. Matter of fact, that's them right there. Okay. Now, how how old was he when you when you lost him when he passed? Uh, thirty two. He was. I was a month before his thirty third birthday. Mm. Now, so he all got big, nice terrorist beards. Did did you? I always, I always tell people they got that from their mom. So, oh, oh that's funny. <laughs> now, now, were you and the mom together, or? Yeah. Okay. That's how. Do it. That's how it works. Oh, Larry, you got okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, were you guys married in the same house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We was married. Um, um, I mean, we we got we got divorced after the second one, mm-hmm. and so, the third one came. He didn't come until ninety nine. That was oops a daisy. Oh, oops a daisy. Now, did how did you, okay? How 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 did you? How was that transition? I, I mean, I'm I, we lost a child too, but she was only 17 days old. Uh, mom had a, a ruptured uterus and didn't get enough. So, but and that was tough on us. But I can imagine. I mean, because you don't want to imagine. It's, no. it's yeah, it's not because I mean, because because he was you know she's 32 years old with a beard and all that stuff. And but he was he was my my baby, and I and I and I remember I didn't do it on purpose. But I was saying the same thing that Vito Corleone was saying. Remember when he went to go see Sonny's body? Uh-huh. And what, look what they did to my boy. Look what they did to my boy. That's all I, you know, and I kept saying, get up. Just please wake up. Let this shit be a dream. But anyway, let's talk about something else, man. Okay. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was tough. Well, yeah, peace, peace to your heart on that. Um, did you, um, I know you're enjoying yourself now. I mean, with after... Cause you go with Dave a lot. You guys are all out there all the time. Is it as much fun as we imagine it being? Yeah, I mean, I don't go with him a lot. It's I do spot dates, and I, every once in a while I would do that. What's the other one called? Um, before he, before it was a Chappelle tour. What's called Balls of Comedy? Uh huh. You ever do that? No, 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 no. They had, they had the odd, but they did it in some place, San Jose. Man, it's like twenty thousand people. 
and like they had, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Flight of the Concords, Louis C.K., uh, uh, Chris DeLille, somebody like that. He's mm-hmm. been a show called Wendy. Yeah. Chris DeLille. Now, how do you, how do you, yep. when you're around all of those guys, those people who are high profile, not saying you're not, but high profile, do, is there any intimidation or, you know, when you're, when you go up? No. Or, no. No. Because I, it's like, it's like if your little brother, Gets super famous, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You Wally, right. even okay. though the show is called the Leave It to Beaver Show, you know what I'm saying it's yeah. all about him. Uh-huh. But you still, you're the one who Beaver used to ask advice and do. So I don't, I don't, I don't look at it on a on a status level. I look at it like these are the guys, these are my coworkers, and some of us are in di- different positions within the company, Got but. It. Yeah, and I just yeah, that's that was part of my problem in the military. I kind of talk to people at you know intelligence wise. Mm-hmm. Like you might have more rank than me, but if you're an idiot, that's how I talk to you like an idiot. Oh, fire! <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> so you uh you had an honorable discharge. You got out. Yeah, yeah, I got out, and then they pulled me back in, son. I was uh I was with Vic Henley in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and the lady said. Tony, you got an emergency phone call in the office. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I went on stage, came on stage, watched Vic Henley do his thing. And then we was all sitting around. They said that that phone call is still waiting. I'm like, what? I went and picked up the phone. The guy says, uh, Petty Officer Woods. And I said, huh? <laughs> let, me, let me go get him. My man said, he said, yo, Woods, I know that's you, man. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. So, so you knew right like, away what was happening. Right away. And make it so bad, I was supposed to leave, I was supposed to leave Birmingham and then go to Ocala, Florida, then Fort Myers, and then down to Key West. It was just going to be a dope little next, you know, two weeks of being on the road. Mm-hmm. And ended up having to go to damn Camp Lejeune and sat there for like four months. I'm like, I could have went and did, you know, but then I would have went to Leavenworth. Like, okay, so you, so that's the rule. You had to go once they called you. Yeah, because you got activated. Remember, that was the Gulf War. That was where the, you know. It was getting funky. Hey, Dannon, uh, Dannon's here, and I'm sure you can ask a question. You just sit, you know. Like- no, no, I'm, I, no. I, 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 one, you have asked some great questions. Uh, T. Woods, I've always, you know, uh, I don't want to be like all the other comics. Oh, I married you. No, but I knew about you a lot when you were, when I first got into the game. Mm-hmm. They were always talking about Tony out there, and then when he came to L.A. Um, is your style still the same? Kind of. I, guess. I mean, in terms of your, you know, like, People have a style of comedy, but yours has always been that kind of laid back, fun, you know what, what I mean? Okay, hold on, wait, hold on, y'all. Hello? Only a hey, comic. Tell, yeah, him, yeah, yeah, tell yeah. him I'm wrapping up a Zoom meeting right now and I'm coming there. Right. I guess they you didn't want to push decline and text them. Oh, that was your hotel phone. That's the hotel phone, man. I don't even know how to work regular phones anymore. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> what did you text no, so hey. I was asking, did you, you know, is your style the same? Like, my style is the same, but it's kind of like I, I can pick and choose my energy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm going to go or go for it. You know, you've always so, kind of so, had a laid back style, but, you know. Well, now, nowadays, because I'm older, right? I guess I have them. But if you watch me back when I'm talking about having sex and the cat licking and all right. that other stuff, you know, it's more energy. Right. When a fight on the subway, it's more energy. Now, I, you know, kind of talk about 
stuff. But I tell you, I thought this is what I thought you were going to ask me. I thought you were going to ask me, how is it since Dave gave you the shout out? Okay. How is it well, since, how is Dave, since Dave gave you the shout out? It is it, like, it's like in the Ghostbusters, man, when somebody opened that thing up and all the little ghouls and goblins came out. Uh-huh. They was running all over. Dude, everybody and his mama. I mean, you, you should see the money that people throw at me and they say stuff like, just tell me the secret. They they like 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 I'ma hand them some kind of magic thing. Like, yo, take this right here, and you too will be Dave Chappelle. Really? Like that, I'm saying. Like, like they they come up, you like, like I know people who know people who know people that go, I got a friend and her son is trying to get into comedy. Could you please just talk to him? Can I, can I give him your number? Like, no, don't give him my number. I get and, that you know, all the time too. I get that a lot too. I've never gotten that. Never gotten that? I'll, oh man, I get that. Nobody a lot. ever wants my You know what advice. I get? You know what I get more of Tony and, and, and Blue? Because I started writing and producing, mm-hmm. I get a lot of people asking me questions about writing and putting stuff together. I get a lot of that now. Don't worry, about it. I won't ask you. For oh, that. you won't. But, okay, no. uh, let's go back to uh, Tony. Yeah, thank go back, you. Back to you, Tony. But uh, it's just, it's just, <laughs> and and I've never been one of them people who say you're not funny or you are funny. As a matter of fact, there's so many famous comedians that you know right now, and they will tell you what is the first thing I said to them when they first came off stage and when they were new in the game, and I said, "Yo, son, that was great. You changed my life." Or a great set. Just aim that. <laughs> it's still hilarious. You know? So, like, you know, did your Smith, rate did your rate just increase once that came out? Yeah, it did. But the pandemonium happened, and so bang, that was rad. Okay. And then Tiffany's thing came out, and then kind of, and then just it seems to be simmering back down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's this say? Oh, go ahead. You know, I was reading somebody sent me a stupid text. But yeah, the, um, but I just got to, since, since a lot of people in LA see a thing, man, tell them I need an agent. Okay, no problem. I mean, that, I mean, I, I, that's crazy that you would ask us, but because I know, okay, here's what I'm thinking that someone who's listening and watching is saying, why, why, why can't Dave get you an agent? Well, because I don't ask people for nothing either, you know, but I mean, you know, Dave, Dave done some things, but as far as Stuff like that, industry stuff, I never say, hey, man. Because, you know, he doesn't have, like, an, he has a staff. You know, some people say, I have a lawyer. He has a law firm. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, really? So he's, okay. It's on a grander scale, you know. Mm-hmm. And plus, I never I never even thought to do that. Well, that's probably should... why, but that's probably why he's so close to you, because he can trust what you're bringing to the table every day. Your yeah. friendship. Your friendship. That's you know? what it is, yeah. Yeah, and that's that. You can't you can't buy that or or re- duplicate that. So that's one of the things I admired about you guys' friendship. Because I remember when I was at his compound and I came there with Craig, and you you said, "No, come on, you can come in the room." It was a certain room where yeah. that tent. <laughs> and and I noticed in that tent, if you walked in that tent and people didn't say your name, you, you shouldn't walk shouldn't, in that oh, tent. Yeah, yeah. And Tony was like, "Come on, come on, I got you, I got you." <laughs> It was really nice. It was, you treated me really nice, and I, I appreciated that. It's like a Godfather hit. Yeah, uh, you don't belong in here. Yeah, so it, it was. It you're was, about to be shot. But you, you were so relaxed. <laughs> so I truly appreciate that, and I truly appreciate you taking the time. I know you yeah, got to go. Go, and thank you so much for taking the time. I See, hope oh, I can reach out again. To Woods, you. are you in DC? No, right, uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm in DC, but right now, I'm in um, Winnipeg. 
Winnipeg. Okay. And y'all gonna look up that uh, uh, what's it called? Aurora Borealis. Yeah. How do you spell it? That's the thing. It, I know. Just put an Aurora and oh. go from there. Aurora. Just, you, Aurora. Um, let me see if I can show you what it looks like on my phone. What is it? Did what I, is it? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. See, dude. Look. Can y'all see? Can y'all see it? Yeah. 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 Sure. Can... We see you moving your phone. But okay, uh, she's that? gonna pull it up. Oh, so you went there to see that? No, that's no, I didn't he... went there. No, I didn't. It's just happening right now. Oh, it's yeah. just like it's just ha like imagine being on a plane and you look out the window and you like what the? No, the reason I asked is because when I did Alaska, uh -huh. it was up there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the just... northern the northern lights. It's like you got to go out there yeah. at a certain time, and it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, it's like the whole the whole sky like the the whole sky is lit yeah. right now. Oh, well, that's beautiful. Wow. Well, well, thank you. You know, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's like bright as I don't know what. Well, hey, stay safe out there. Yeah, and uh, thank safe, you bro. so much, uh, Tony Woods. Much thank respect. And look us up when you come oh, in town. And, you know, and tell everybody, I do the Tony Woods and Friends show. I do it like once a month at different okay. comedy clubs in D.C. Okay. But like, because y'all was on the first one, when, when y'all popped up, yeah. y'all blew Oh, there it is. Wow, yeah. There it is. That's what the sky looked like. Wow. That's is that dope or what? Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, I remember that at the at the club. It was what club was it? We all came through. The DC Improv. Yes, DC Improv. Every, once a month, right? And I'm well, I'm doing the next one, twenty first of November. That's gonna be at the Arlington Draft House, and I'm gonna call that one Comedy Coats and Cans. Can what well, cans? I don't know cans. It's a you know can and coat drive, and it's right. on the twenty first. Which was my my eldest son's birthday, okay. and that's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, twenty four. Okay, cool. Hey, thank you, Tony. We'll put that out there. Uh, love and respect, and have yes. a great respect, show tonight. Brother. I love y'all. Okay, right, T. Man. Good seeing you again, brother. Thank you. Peace, y'all. Tony Woods, brother T. Funny. He was. Your question was horrible. I didn't. Yeah. You know, you set yeah. me up, man. Yeah. I was because see I what I'm trying to learn. The problem is, I usually come in and I'm talking a lot. So I said, you know what? Lewis is rolling. Let me learn to listen, listen, and then you know, and then you came out of nowhere, uh, nigga. You got a question? I'm like, well, damn, well, bro. You know, the, like you don't ask them every question, I'm, bro. I'm gonna be. So here's the thing, because you know Jeff and TDP used to be. Here. Yeah, I, what, I, I what, can't find them? them. I can't find them. And oh. and I knew oh, calling you. Pose. That's why I got the call. The dudes they wanted here. You know what? We ain't fucking with them today. No, no, Dan Green. No, 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 no. I would have called you no, to, I'm just, I'm, to I'm interview you. you. Um, because we were talking, Buddy was here last week, and we were talking about you when you first got here and how you were the Popeyes man. Uh, no, I was the. Uh, oh yeah, I was the Popeyes yeah, man. Was commercially, like, yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, he was gonna be that spokesperson. Then that lady came in. Did I ever tell you a story behind that? No, go ahead. I'm sure you have, but go ahead. Okay, so I auditioned for a Popeyes commercial. Mm -hmm. This is before the lady, um, and I have the audition there, and they wind up picking this brother. That was going around asking people, well, how much did you pay for that chicken? You know what I mean? It was like they were being going pop. It was, be a, it was a black guy. It was a black guy. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. So all of a sudden, I don't know. You know, I saw the commercial. I'm like, yeah, he got it. You know, whatever. About four or five months later, six months later, this is a true story, man. I cannot make this up. I'm driving you sound up to four or five. Will right now. Uh, do I? Yeah, okay, please. I, uh, this, the true well, story, he, and I can't make this. Well, up. he's a bro, so maybe that's all the, the cues. That's what we do. Oh, okay, okay. So. I go, I'm driving up to 405, and I get a phone call from my agent. It's like about 6.30 at night. And he goes, Dan, and I say, hey, Dave, what's going on? Because anytime I talk to Dave, I don't, I know when Dave talk, when you talk to Dave, you book something. Right. So, but I'm like, 
you know what? So I said, hey, he said, Dana, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I don't know why. What's up? He goes, you want to shoot a commercial? I'm like, yeah. He said, well, you got a commercial. I said, what? He said, you got a Popeye's commercial. But I had an audition for one. I said, well, yeah. I said, I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. I said, look. I told him, I said, call them back up. Make sure they got the right person. Because I didn't want to get my hopes all high. Right. And then it's not be me. So he hung up. He called back about 10 minutes later. He said, no, it's you. And I was like, oh, I don't, he probably didn't call. He probably just said, me, get this nigga some time. To right. Relax. And, then, and so they called me up. Bam. The next day, I go there. I shoot like three or four little spots. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn. So the commercial's running. It was January. So that was in November. January comes by. Dave calls me. He says, Dan, what you doing? What you doing this weekend? I said, I don't know. He said, you want to shoot a commercial? I'm like, yeah. He said, I said, yeah. What, what's up? He said, Popeyes, they want to fly you to New York, and they're going to shoot uh, um, some more spots with you. But it was last minute. They said, well, do you have any, you know, like special requests? Because when it's last minute, they know that, you know. Now, the crazy thing about it, if you've never been in that position before, and you, you you really don't know how to ask. It's almost like asking your friend to do a show, and he said, "Well, how much are you gonna charge?" You're like, "Damn, I don't, I don't know, Lou. I mean, you're right. my boy. I want to. I don't really want to charge you." So I said, "Well, can I fly first class?" You know, I, I can think about right. fly first class. He said, "Um, I'll check." And then he called me back and said, "They won't fly you first class, but they fly, they'll fly you business." I said, "Cool." Mm-hmm. Flew me to New York, and I and it was Super Bowl weekend when the Cardinals played the Steelers, or when old boy got that long touchdown run. Right. And they flew me, and, and and Lou, I have to tell you, that's really the first time, even though I had did some television, I felt like a star. Like, they mm-hmm. picked me up from the airport. I stayed at the standard. They, you know, Mr. Green, yes, we got your stuff. They checked me in. They like you over. I mean, I check in. They said, can you come down to production? Went down to production. Here's 300-something. They gave me 300-something dollars. Can we see your nails? For your per diem? Yeah. Because I'm there, for like, Saturday night through Sunday, mm-hmm. through Monday. Oh, um, can we see your nails? Okay, well, hey, here's an extra, whatever they gave me. Please go get your nails done. Like, I mean, it was crazy, man. And I Did was, you have to put a credit card down at the hotel? No, uh, I had to do always, nothing. That's always, yeah, that's yeah. always. Oh, I didn't have to do nothing. Oh, when you don't have to put that credit card down, you'd be like. And if, I don't know if you ever stayed at the standards before, but no. there's some nice hotels. There's small yeah. rooms, mm-hmm. but they're nice. And I'll never forget it, man. I had, I was like. I was, I, it was the first time I said, Dan, you made it. You, you did all right. A Philly you know? boy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what's going on Yeah, Philly, yeah. You know, Damn, I mean. your hands are ashy. You I, I just got the shower, though. Oh, okay, all right. That's why I was a little late. <laughs> you have any, uh, Paul, do you have any uh, lotion back I think your hands are beyond lotion. You need grease. I need some, you need well, you have any grease lotion or some oil? I just put some oil in my car. I thought about using it, but then uh, I didn't yeah. want it to blow up. No, no, no. They can't see your hands. Okay, okay, cool. No, we're good. Okay, she's gonna spray some. Um, Thank you. Some. Uh, you, you. Yeah, you need. Um, what's that? San hand sanitizer. What the hell is this? Oil. Get your. Just get out of here. I, th- I thought you were gonna hey, give me hey, some. Hey, she's, she's the boss. Oh, she. I'm sorry. Thanks for the oil. But yeah, that was the first time, Lou. I think I really felt like, you know, I, I felt like really I'm, I had made it. Good you know for what you. Mean? Good for you. Yeah. Hey, listen. Um, uh, I'm Lewis Dix, and uh, what's your name? I'm Dan and Green, and you're listening AKA to Black. Okay, I'm sorry. And you're sorry. in a frat, so you want to tell them that that stuff? Rude to the bros, stuff. Well, man, you got, yo, you got to slow down. Okay, a little I'm bit, sorry. Man. The, 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 the legacies, you guys, oh, yeah, the legacies. Guys, I don't know because I know you guys are like Muslims. Yeah, but you guys, you, you guys, guys are like Muslims when it comes. No, to that. we're not Muslims. But you got no, but I'm saying you have the same. You de- you you demand the same etiquette. You got it. Yes, you got to have the etiquette. Yeah, you can't you fake because there's a thing going on with some actress who was pretending she was in a 
uh, fraternity on sorority? insecure. Yeah, in a sorority. Oh. And they're really mad at her. Uh, yeah, because they don't, you know why? Because there's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And there's so much dedication and there's so much history with all the sororities and mm-hmm. fraternities. So that's why when people do it, they're like, because if you came up in the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know, mm-hmm. when it was really, you know, being leveled out, you know, people don't want you to be out there faking it. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, it's a, it's a, it's even with the females, you know. Yeah, I saw a KAY and it said 1911 on the license plate. I guess that's when it was. Yeah, those are Kappas. That's when it started, mm-hmm. 1911. For the Kappas. Yeah, because I, I just know that you can't play around with nah, that. No, nah, but you know what? It's like any, it's just like religion in a, in a way. You know, you don't want nobody to come to your church and they'd be like, you know, you in there at a, a synagogue and you know, you come in there, hey! you know, it's not going to be a good combination. It's right. Just, yeah. Right. Now, because things have relaxed on that as far as the 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 hazing and all of that yeah because there was a lot going on i don't i won't get into what was happening right. with it but there was a lot going on that was costing costing the frat now can you can you tell us what's what you had to go through a little bit no because that's no i can't oh so you can't tell yeah, us online yeah, 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 and yeah, all yeah, that we, yeah, brother we, one yeah, brother two brother we, three nah, we don't talk about all that okay. just just know that I'm, I'm i'm 5 years in the frat what do you mean 5 years in the frat I, I I went over in 2016. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Now, now they... Bye, uh, beta, beta. Shout out to the bros, Inglewood. Now, because I know with the when the girls, like when the, the, the sororities, when one passes, the other one comes up, the other ones come honor her, and yeah, they have like to that. take it's, her it's, stuff. Yeah. Do they pass on you guys? I mean, both? buddy buddy gave me some... Buddy brought me some things, and, you know, the bros would give you something, you know, give you a shirt, give you something. And you like have that. to keep that in a certain place. Well, you're supposed to keep it somewhere where so no one else can got it, can get it because you don't want people out there wearing nilia that's not supposed to have it. Right, but when you, when when one of you guys pass, that has to go somewhere, right? You you can't give it. To, your family can't keep it. No, no, your family can't keep it. So who who does it go to? Um, I really don't know. But okay, so it's at your. And if house. I knew, I probably wouldn't tell you. Okay, but I'm saying it's at your house. So does someone come get it from your family? Um, it's it's it's. <clears throat> Supposed to be certain places where people should know where to go and get it. I'll just leave it. Oh, okay. It so it's not up in your attic. Well, I, well, it's not in mine. Cause I live in an apartment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's called being. It's, All right. You know. So today, uh, before you got here, we yeah. t- I was talking about parenting because that's where I am. Are you? Are you a parent? Never been a parent. I got no. I don't have any kids. But you know what, man? I got young. That's one reason I was late. I had to take my godson to school today. Okay. Now I know why I don't have no kids. That's some bullshit. How I mean, old is he? He's four. He's four, and he goes he goes to school in Calabasas. So he's like in a pre K something, yeah. right? I'm like, put him. You, you live right there off Reseda, and he he don't need to be around all these white people right now. Put him right in the school, Robbie. Nah, can you take him to Calabasas? Now he is he is it more than him as far as black kids there? I only saw, I think I saw a couple of black kids because you know when you when you when now you why why is why is the mom doing that? Oh, uh, that's mom what they no, no both parents are good, uh-huh. and they from the hood. But they, you know, they, so it's about them wanting their child to have a yeah, better education. Yeah, all of them. Yep. Osani, Osani is uh, four. That's what I had this morning. Mm-hmm. Osir is seven, and Marley is eleven. But Marley is through, not through Heidi. Uh, Heidi had asked me to be the godfather of her boys, okay. and then Marley was Omar's daughter, and then I just kind of. So it's a on. dad in the home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was talking about how when we were growing up, there was a dad was around. Or you had, or you had a male figure. And you know, most... it's different. It's so different, Lou. I mean, right? Like you had. Your, I know your dad was around. Right, right. You know, I didn't have a father. Okay. But 
my older brothers, my older brother was there, the one that passed, Mike, and then Sonny was not in the home. But we had it, the, the vibe was so different because you had the neighborhood. Everybody in the neighborhood was your dad or your now was older your brother. dad ever in your life? Or no, no, because you know I'm a foster kid. Okay, so I never knew my family. So you never knew your mom or your dad. My my biological no. Wow. No. So that was so. So you were born. So you were born into foster care. No, I was born. Uh, it, just real quick, I was. My mother had me, and she got sick at ten months when I was ten months. Okay. So I have an older brother that I've never seen. Okay. Eighteen months older than me. My my biological grandmother couldn't take care of both of us. For some reason, I guess it was too much to have two toddlers. That was the story I was told. So I was the, I guess the new baby, and they put, they made me a ward of the state while my mom was sick. You know what I mean? So when you're a ward of the state, you're given to the state of New York. And what happened was she passed, and then I was in foster care from there. So you never got back to go see your grandmother? I never knew. I mean, it, it never worked out. It just didn't work out like that. Because as a kid, I was going from place, you know, place to place. Now, I did get to go back to my biological aunt at one time. They took care of me took care of me for a year. And then I guess they was like, well, we can't really deal with them. I don't know if I, what the how, how old were you? At that time, I could have been four or five. Okay, so and then they put me back in foster care. So do you have any memories? None. How far back? I can go back to, because they lived in, I believe they lived in Queens or Jamaica, New York. And I can kind of remember a little bit. That's about as far. But I lived in Staten Island. I was in foster care in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. I was in foster care in Long Island and um, and um, Wyandanche, New York. Now, yeah. you hear all these stories, well, some stories about foster parents. Now, was there, you went from home to home. Were you ever in a steady home for? Uh, for three years, I was in one home. And how and old were you And it was a cottage. Then? I think that was the last one I was in before I got adopted. That was, uh, I might have been, got adopted at seven. So I might have been four or five at that time. Okay. And I lived there for two years. But that was like a like a, a home for, you know, it was like five kids there, like okay. four or five of us. And I had uh, that. We had two white women that was taking care of us. So, okay, now when you got adopted, was that a black family? Yeah, my mom. But I had lived there before. So what happened was when she, I was, she was foster, she was my foster parent, my mom. That's how I got last name Green. Okay. When I was two, I was, it was like an emergency placement. I was put into their care. And then I stayed there for two years. They took me out. She was willing to take care of me, but they take me out because of, you know, Legally and all this stuff, my my uh, biological mom, I mean biological aunt, wanted to take care of me, so they took me out to home. So then, what happened was, um, they used to say that I always would say, "Well, how is Miss Green doing?" Like even as a kid, "How's Miss Green doing?" You know, I always asked about her. So when she found out that I was back in foster care, she adopted me. Well, and she had a husband. And her, her husband died a year before I was adopted. So it was she was a single mom. Yes. Did did another male move in? No, and she and. I, I I I give her all the credit in the world, and and that's why I'm probably a little tough when it comes to people in relationships and stuff like that. Because my mom, you know, she was only 54 when she adopted me. I mean, we're 55, you know, right, we were right. older, so we still about bras and women, whatever. Right. But my mom never got with another man because she said she didn't want to bring a man into the house with me. Now she, so she made sure you got your education. She oh made, man, she, she went was, to Ohio State. Well, she she passed. You know, she passed when I was 15. Okay, wow. Yeah. And then So I've happened? been on my own since I've been on my own since 17. So when you were fit when she passed, where did you go? At 15. At 15 she passed. I found her deceased, unfortunately. Wow. And um yeah, it was a heavy day. And then um it was really about who was going to take care of me or was I going to go back into foster care because right. I'm 15. Right. So my brother Mike the one that passed. You know, my my family, because there was a lot of stuff going on. You know, when someone dies, there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that goes on. There's right. a lot, trust me. Especially in, in in my case, 
So I never forget. I was, you know, I was living in Philly, West Philly, right there on Felton Street. I was in the kitchen, and I could, you know, like you're in the kitchen, you hear the, you know, four adults in there talking, and right. you know, what are we gonna do with them? Send a nigga to sleep. You know, I mean, you know, we, you know, right. everybody's like. So then my brother came out in, in the kitchen. He said, "Man, look, I'm gonna take care of you." And he how said, old was your brother? Older than Michael, twenty seven years old. He was how old? Seven years seven, old. Okay. So he was twenty two. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That was, that a lot of people big. don't know that story because, and I don't wear it, you know, it used to be, when I was, years ago, it, it would get me emotional. I couldn't talk about it, mm -hmm. you know, because it was just a lot of heavy stuff went down. But I think as you get older and you understand, you know, where you've been and, and what you've gone through, that's why I'm, you know, I mean, look, we Philly people, first of all. And real, and, and, and I'm going to say this because a lot of people can be from Philly and they're not real Philly people. Right. I don't give a fuck if you was raised there or not. But- you know how we we got that real street thing of you got to get your own. Right. Yeah, you don't ask nobody for nothing. You got to get it. You know yeah. what I mean? You, we understand what you've been through. Right. You got to get it. Yeah. And what helped me was when I was younger, I used to watch the news a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a hit, like when I took the test to go into the military, because mm -hmm. I wasn't going to go, but they give you that test in like 11th or 12th grade to see what you would be good at. Mm -hmm. They told me I would be a historian. Because like I passed that like probably 90 to 100%. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing was I would watch the news. And I would always see the news, and it would be, you know, a trial or something going on. You know, Channel 6, right. whatever. And um, they would, you know, it would be a guy there, you know, you you would hear him talking to the judge, you know. And the lawyer would be like, well, you know, my client, you know, he comes from a broken home. You know, trying to explain why, you know. Right. And then you, and you, and then you hear the judge say something like, yeah, we understand, you know. He going to have to still do these 25, though. I need right. that. I'm going right. to have to have him 25 years for what he did, but I'm sorry for what he went through. His name was probably Day-Day. Yeah, okay. probably Day-Day. So my, my mindset has always been... I can't blame nobody for what I've been through, mm -hmm. but I'm very sensitive to people that have go through stuff. Like I'm sensitive to people who have older parents because I know what it feels like to lose a parent, right. young, young. So when someone loses, I always feel bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I always do, no matter who it is. You know what I mean? So my thing has always been, I've always had to go out there and get it. You know what I mean? And when my mom passed, that was the decision because my brother Mike, he was a, he was a hustler. Mm -hmm. So Mike was like I tell people, he probably was smarter than five people put together. And that's no lie. He he tested out from the seventh grade to the ninth grade at Bieber. Mm -hmm. They wanted to send him to the tenth at Brook, but my mom was like, "He's too young. He can't. You know, we're not gonna send him to school." There. So he tested out two two grades. Wow. And but Mike was a hustler, coke. You know, weed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I could have went that route. You know what I mean? But I've always was an athlete. I always played sports in Philly, and it was just a situation. Then when I started boxing, I never really thought about. Doing, you know, the most I would do is weed. Right. And I hate it when I did that. I'm like, damn, that means I got to work on, you know, two or three weeks to get this out of my lungs. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and so I didn't really have those type of addictions or issues. Mm -hmm. You know, my issues was really my mouth back when I was younger. Right. You know, I would, I would quick to talk, quick to fight. Right. You know, and I stopped being quick to fight when dudes, I started dudes using weapons. Cause I'm like, I'm not a weapon dude. Right. You know, I'm going to fight you with my hands, take my chances. But so that's why, that's what made me stop being so quick to fight. Right. You know, in the streets. And then when my mom passed, and I had, I had to move, and I wound up moving to New Hampshire, and that's kind of where my life changed and my attitude changed. Cool. That was that was um, that was that was. You had said, "Let me tell you a quick story." Yeah, but but like you, but, minutes, but, but you gotta understand, my no. quick stories are like ten minutes long. No, no, that's know. Philly. Yeah, that's a yeah, Philly yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a Philly. Yeah, we, we give we, details. Yeah, we're not gonna just say, "Oh yeah, I was I, yeah, I used to live here," and then have the whole audience be like. You know, so we tell yeah. us more. Yeah, that was the thing about Philly. You had to talk in complete sentences. You, yes, yes. Because people be like, yo, my man, what the fuck you talking about? Right, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would tell you to shut up because yeah. you're not making sense. Yeah, yo, my man, yeah, yeah, you're wasting time. Well, that, that's, that, so uh, shout out to all of, so you, you're on the same page as understanding Tiffany Haddish when she talks about being adopted. Yeah, but I don't know because Tiffany was adopted by her family. 
Okay. You see, and and I and I have a big not issue with her because foster care is foster, care, but I have issues with people that that adopt kids from other countries. Right, I have a big issue with that. Why is I do that? not respect that because I you know I work with kids now. Okay. you know I've always worked with kids I over didn't the know last that. year. I work with foster kids, kids at risk, and kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm shooting films or on the road, because I've always said I wanted to give back. Okay. You know what I mean, and that's one reason I do it. I understand maybe what Tiff went through, but it was her family. I also believe that adopted her. You know what okay. I mean, and I'm not saying that taking away any, whatever her 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 grind is. You know what I'm saying, and her right. and her story is her background story. It is what it is, but you know when people ask me, you know, well, you're a foster like I I don't want to say there's no such thing as a true foster kid, mm-hmm. but bro, I lived in eight, I moved eight times before I even got adopted. That you know what's interesting, I've yet to see a maybe it's, I just haven't seen it a good film about that. Well, you know why? Like, what well, again? The problem I have getting back to the issue is, see. And it's really white people mm-hmm. and black people starting to get into it. You know, most people don't want to adopt a child past the age of one or two. Right. They just don't want to. Because once a child gets to be three or four, he, he's, he's, he kind of got an identity. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So people like Angela Jolene will go overseas and spend hundreds and thousands of dollars for, you know, and, and people that are sitting home, we're, we're really waiting for this child to come, you know, all this. and I'd be like, this is bullshit. You know, I had a joke, I have a joke I do like that. I'm like, y'all spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and, you know, going to Russia, going to China, going to Africa to adopt <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody. I said, you get a nigga down the street for $10 and he, and, <laughs> and he got somewhere to stay. Right. And then the crazy thing about it though, Lou, is you don't see and this is the part that bothers me. You don't see other countries coming here to adopt children. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. LA County alone got over thirty thousand kids in foster care and out here in in these in these type of, you know, problems. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just don't have a lot of respect for it. I feel you. Hey, listen, uh you I'm Lewis Dix. You're I'm Dan say- Oh, I'm sorry. I'm new to this. Hello, I'm I'm Dan and Green. And, and listen, I want you to give us a call because we're talking about parenting, um, 323-815-4204. Hey, boss, are they saying anything in the chat room? Are they killing me? It's hey, okay. Tell us, give us a call. Yeah. Are they, are they, get, hey, get, if you can get on the mic and tell us uh, they said they're killing you. About his lotion? Hold up. Boss lady's going to tell us some of the things that they're uh, – that, uh, I don't mind. She's too. That, that, if, if if they're killing me, that means they're watching. So, if you don't mind, what do you, can you tell us? Can you get on the mic and tell us some of the things? Yeah, yeah. Know? Can you tell us? Yeah, without. I mean, she's she she's. Or not. is it that, or is it personal? Like I should be going home and no, jumping those, off those, the bridge. Those people in the chat room have no talent. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> hold on. Let me pick a few good ones. There you go. Why'd you just pick one? That'd be so good. <laughs> It's killing her, though. It is. I'm sitting up here dying in the chat. And I'm thinking that you're a friend of mine. All right, so. Jokes are jokes, and if they funny, they funny. Fair enough. I, I work at Netflix. I'm just kidding. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. You got to give me that one. Yeah. You got to give me that one. And that's why I stayed away from asking Tony about the whole day. Oh, yeah, stuff. you did right, man. They're just whatever. wearing that out. They, they did. But it's, you know. It's that people. stuff is, man, you know what bothers me about that, man? You know, I thought about this the other day, man. Are you you do you have them ready or do we should She's we coming. Be... I'm looking them up, but continue. Uh, yeah. And and this is on a serious note. Mm-hmm. I, I did a show the other day and I asked them. Okay, here's it. one. Okay, damn. <laughs> Dannon is one of those random dudes at the DMV who wanna talk to you for no reason. <laughs> Why are you waiting for your number to be called? That is me. That is me. 
Who 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 put that out there? You have a name? Sweet Wonka. Hey, sweet, sweet, sweet Wonka. Thank you, cause that <laughs> is me. Now, Sweet is a. I I I am a fan of Sweet. You know Sweet? Sweet. He's called in. He's oh just, oh, it's a dude. Yeah, it's a young oh, dude. That's, Sweetie. That's, oh, a that's a family man. Has his own business. He's just. I want to change your name, Sweet. No, he's he's he's. I had to. He had to grow on me. Okay. At first, I felt the same way you okay, did. Okay, okay, okay. But then, after listening to him, he wears a his shirts a week, cause I've seen. Pictures of him, but so his so his, his clothes game is, is is soft. But he's he's authentic. Okay, okay. I have to give him that. I, and right. I, I Where's Sweet from? I, we got to know where he's from. Where's Sweet from? I don't know. We don't know. Okay. But he's from. He's from. He's got. He's. I like him. All right. I, I would. I would share a meal with him. I would right. sit down and have a meal. Sweet. With if him. I ever come to your town or whatever, I'll share a meal with you. You're gonna pay though. But go ahead. All right. What's the next one we got on me? <laughs> Damn you. Stop laughing before you at least tell me. She laughing and leaning back. Yeah, that's that's what you... I'm about to get hit. All Dannon's pillows on his bed are made of bounty paper towels. <laughs> Damn. I don't understand that one. I don't understand that Yeah, either. I mean, how is it related you to... You say that you have a fat tongue. Oh, I do. You have a what? A fat tongue. <laughs> but let me tell you. But Now, who said that? Who said that? Actually, it's a new tongue. Corey Roberts. All right, now, now, Corey Roberts, let me say something to you. That's funny. That's funny. But let me let me share something with you, Corey Roberts. When I was a child, because I had the list and it was really bad, they do all of these tests. And the doctor told me that I have a thick tongue. I have a wide tongue. So, Corey, thank you. If you got a girlfriend or a sister, send them over to the crib. We'll see this tongue work. Okay, all right. <laughs> Oh my God, that Corey, that was funny. That was a good one, Corey. <clears throat> that was that was funny. Oh my God. Anything uh, else you wanted to mess up my no, day with? No, no, it's fine. Okay, thank you. Damn. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so anyway, let me tell you what the situation was. Okay, one more. No. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you right now, I'm not coming back down here if you're going to be working. No, we can't come down here unless she's uh, the another boss. One from, another one from Corey. He says, well, hold on, Corey can't get two. When Corona hit, <laughs> Daddy knew he could never um, be able to talk in public again without a mask. Without a mask. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't get that one. Because they said when he talks, he speaks. Oh, oh, thanks, Corey. That is funny. Thank you, Corey. All right, oh. all right, okay. That yeah. was. Hey, yeah. listen, I we got our boy. Okay, let's. I just want to talk about some stuff that uh, I was thinking. I was about parenting and things that we mm -hmm. did growing up that that you can't do now. <laughs> oh, play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what the, you you can't even play no more. Right. I mean, well, seatbelts. We didn't oh, have seatbelts. God, up. man, your mom ain't never say. Your mom said, "Sit back." Right and, and shut up. Right, that was it. And then if you were a baby, you sat on your lap for some reason. The hell, in, in the front seat. Right, 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 right. And then we we just and um. It's all white people laws, man. I'm sorry, bro. No, I mean black people ain't come up with these laws. That we did not jump on these laws until the white man. Come on, Lewis. We had I'm, BB guns. We had cap guns. Nothing came out of it, but that was part of it. Now you yeah. you can't have a cap gun now. You can't even say you can't even have play guns. You can't even no no play guns. Anything that's gonna um, get your shot. We we I know we did this growing up. I mean, with my kids and stuff, we childproofed the house, where you know, so they couldn't open a drawer. We put the little things, yeah, and then we covered the plugs. You you would hang around white folks too, we right? And, and our, our our but you know, but mom was from Oakland. I was from Philly, so we had black in the house. But that was but that's right. We followed that trend. But our thing was, 
we stuck our head in the plug, got shocked. That was proof not to do it again. First of all, as a kid, you would look at the refrigerator and know, and I don't know how you wait, but I know. I look at the refrigerator. Everything in here could be drank. Right. I ain't never look under Underneath the. the I, I ain't never look under, yeah. under the. You know, under the sink and go. This looks tasty. Yeah, we you know what I mean. We didn't touch anything that wasn't in our room. No. In our, it's like you just didn't bother that. You you, you didn't think about like it. Like the pills, you would not never open a pill. If it wasn't food, you ain't touch it. Right. That's why we got in trouble when you got older. You don't, you don't need to sweep up. You're going to, you know, cut the grass. Oh, shit, right. I ain't not put to put my hands on it. You right, know? right, right. You could, yeah, yeah, you had to, you had to be told. It, it, no, you, you had. And you, I remember, I do remember one time I, when I was younger, there was a fence at the top of the steps, so you couldn't fall down the steps. But I remember when everyone, when a couple people fell, you said, I'm going to go down on my stomach when you were a baby. You right. just realized that. You know when I saw the fence? When? When my mom put the fence up at the basement to keep the dog in the basement. Right. That's what go. we used it for. There you go. That's we right. had a shepherd. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he could get through it at any time, but he knew, you know, left something really break out. Right. I'm stay behind the fence. Yeah, even the dogs knew the rules. The dogs knew the rules because black people ain't going to keep them. You, you break through the fence, it's like, yo, my man, you ain't, you ain't, it's protocol around this crib. Right. Now, also, I remember, now things have changed, but you got in trouble if you were a boy and you played with your sister's dolls. Oh, first of all, you didn't even think about it. <clears throat> And your sister will whoop your ass. Right. But not now. You right. play with your sister's dolls now. She'll be like, okay, come on. As a matter of fact, let me change you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, walking to school by yourself. Oh, my God. Come on, Lou. It was always an older brother or let sister to walk with Let me be honest you. with you. Now, now, and all jokes aside, your mommy, okay, I want to speak for your mother. Mm-hmm. My mother never. Thought about dropping me off to school. No, mine either. No way. No, 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 no. Mom, I'm going to be late. You better walk fast. Yeah, yeah. No. I, matter of fact, I'm being honest with you. I never even thought about asking her. No. You walk, You go to school. And we walk to school in the snow. Right. In the snow. Through hoods. With Converse's on. I mean, come on. Or pro kids. I walked from Felton Street to Bieber Junior High School. If we went the back way to under the bridge... Pretty much, it was cool because that was all West Philly and we back. When you go over the bridge, you got them boys from Winfield coming across the bridge to go to Brook, mm. or you going across. Always had to be on your P's and Q's, yeah. whether you great fight or nigga look at you wrong. Right. Yeah, you, you ain't tell your mom, mama having problems walking to school. Well, you better you better walk another way. Yeah, they don't have they don't have the street savvy that that we have. No, and that's and that's why I have no fear. I mean, as an older man, I don't have no fear anyway. But I have no fear of a, of a kid. Cool. Hey, right now, um, this is interesting because we got a cat who's as our second guest. I, I, I know you got to know him. He's, he's he's been on Disney Cruise Lines, BET Comic View. He opens for every every time I turn around, he's opening for someone. Okay, and that's Jay Lamont. Oh, me and Jay did some great shows together. <clears throat> Jay Lamont is, and they call he's known as and the, Jay. Owe me lunch. The human iPod. So hey, Jay, welcome. Where you at? Uh, hit your uh, hit your mute button. Hit your, your mute button, un- bro. Unmute. Stop acting old. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not old. I'm not old. What's up, y'all? What's up? What up How Jay? are you? Thank you so much for joining us, man. Oh, man. Good to be here, man. What's going on with you guys? What's up, Danny? Man, you know we hanging. You know how we do it. What's going on Look with at, you, brother? Sitting there, sitting there looking like a pastor. You know, because God will take away. Yes, and because I do look like a pastor, I hope that one day I will be rewarded with that lunch I brought you that time. You know what? You know what? You know what? We're going to have a prayer. We'll, let's have a prayer. <laughs> oh, no, we had a <laughs> Oh, you, gave, you had lunch? We had lunch once. But oh, yeah, we had lunch. lunch yeah. Well, it, it, it wasn't something that I had to do. I saw, I ran to Jay out there in um, 
out there. We was in Porter Ranch. Porter Ranch. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, yeah. I had a pocket full of money. So I yes, saw Jay. Did. I saw Jay over there eating, and you know, and Jay's a chicken wing dude. Okay. A lot of chicken wings, dude. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so I sat down and we we talked to chat. And then I said, man, you know what, brother? I want to bless you, man. Let me let me get that for you. And you know, you know, he did it. You know, oh, the, he did. You know, and where everybody does. That. Oh no, no. You know, even though a nigga wanted me to buy it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, you ain't gotta do that. But thank yeah. you. Yeah. He said thank I, you I, quick though. <laughs> no, no, that, that was. I mean, I appreciate that, Danny, because nah. I didn't have no money anyway. So that the Lord oh. told you to do that. The yeah. Lord told you. To do that. Yes, he did. Hey, Jay, uh, where were you born? You, uh, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. 405 area code. Oklahoma okay, City. OKC. Yes, indeed. Now, That's right. Now, how you were raised there? Yeah, I was born and raised there. You know, uh, I'm a PK. Brought up, raised up in the church. My father was a longtime Baptist minister and a pastor. My mother, first lady and musician. So, uh, so it was a very grounded family, man. Me and my older brother. Oh, so it was just two of you guys in the house. Just. Just the two of us in the house, very musical family, because everybody in my family could sing. So uh, one of the things that we used to do growing up, we would get gather around with my dad. We would harmonize. My dad would start off with a song, and then I'd come in, then my mother would come in, and sometimes she'll be on the piano playing and everything. So it was very, it was a lot of, it was a very nurturing for our family growing up. I mean, very strict now. Because there's a lot of things that we couldn't do, you know. And I, I know it's so funny. People ask me, how do you know all them songs, man? I'm sure your dad didn't let you listen to none of this stuff, man. And I said, I snuck away to listen. That's what I did. Oh, so you you couldn't hear secular music in your home? Yeah, well, it was disallowed. My father didn't allow it. But here's, here's the thing. Yeah, we couldn't. I'll put it this way. We couldn't listen to it around him, you know, because he was like, uh-uh, turn that mess off. We're not going to listen to that. It, all, it always had to be something like Shirley Caesar or Yolanda Adams when my dad was around. But now when my dad would go away, we'd go to work. My mom, on the other hand, she didn't mind because she knew how much I liked music and everything. So she allowed me and my brother to kind of explore other types of music because she was a musician. He, she studied music in college. You ba- you're Baptist? Yeah, I'm a Baptist. Because, you know, that's Baptist. big in Pente- Pentecostal religion. I, yeah. I came when I first got saved. It was in the Pentecostal religion, and uh-huh. they definitely don't you no secular music, no dresses, no. no no. I didn't know that in the Baptist. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. But it was but but you know what, Dan? And it was so funny because a lot of times my dad. I remember times times we'd be riding on on we'd be going to church or whatever, and my dad was the kind of person he didn't know what station was what, so he'd be flipping the radio dial trying to find a Christian station, if you will. <laughs> and this is so funny. I remember one time he turned to this one station, and you remember that song by Teddy Pendergrass, Harold Melvin. If you don't know right. me, right. okay, that song was playing. And obviously, my dad had never heard. I'm like, this is a classic. I'm sitting in the back, kind of humming along with it, you know, very low key. My mother looked over at my dad, like, okay, does he does he not know that's that's not a that's not a religious song? But he kind of had that gospel flavor. Right. But as soon as soon as Teddy started singing all the things that we've been through, so my dad, my dad's still driving. You can understand me, like I understand you. And then the part where he says. But baby, I know the difference. He's like, what? What in the world is that? No, that's turn, you know, like, turn, turn that mess. Turn that mess off. That's what well, ain't nothing but the devil music. I'm like, sometimes I'd mess with my dad. Dad, why you turn it? That's a good song. Shut up, boy. Shut up. Now, now, did that last? For did he ever come around and allow that regular? No, no, not at all. My dad, he didn't play that. You know, he didn't play that. And, I, and, and we respected him. So I said, you know, there's no way in the world I'm going to, you know, have LL Cool J blasting on my stereo system with my dad around, you know, because right. he, because there have been times he called me he's like, what you listening to? I said, oh, I ain't listening. I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening to that. He said, yes, you are. What you listening to? 
Cause see, my oldest brother used to listen to James Brown when he was coming up. I have a, uh, you know, my brother's uh, another another cousin who would always listen to James Brown, and my father would be like, "Why are you listening to that? Turn that mess off. Turn that mess off." Now he knew who James Brown was. He'd be like, "No, don't you play that in my house." But now, like I said, my mom, she said, "Go ahead and go ahead and listen to your stuff, but don't turn it up too loud." Don't now, turn it up too loud. The, the 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 story is that preachers' kids are wild. And- they say that. That's and, what they say. And you being a preacher's kid and knowing other preacher's kids, is that so much true or? Well, you know what? That's, you know, that's always been told to us. We've always heard that growing up, you know, you know, they say that we're the worst kids, you know what? But, you know, and I think of a lot of friends that I grew up that were much wilder than we were and they were not preacher's kids. Mm-hmm. But then on, but then on the other hand, I knew of some who were also preacher kids that kind of had some issues too, you know? So kinda... is that why your comedy, because based on how you grew up is, uh, clean in some ways in some ways but see the thing is Lewis when I when I started in the business I didn't start out doing comedy I was I started out as a musician oh okay, uh, okay. which a lot of people a lot of people don't know that and I know a lot of my a lot of the colleagues that I've told us to didn't know that either I started out in a band right. so when I, I was in high school me that. yeah when I was in high school of course I would always clown around with my friends make make my friends laugh but when we got on stage and did talent shows I, I we had a uh, we had a little small band uh two or two of the guys that I went to school with we grew up in the same neighborhood, so we started a band. And one of the guys who played guitar, they were looking for a singer. And so the word went around, said, well, let's get Jay. He, he'll be our lead singer. And so we would do talent shows, have the girls. You know, that was probably one of the first times girls were screaming at us and stuff. So I said, I might want to do this as a profession. I didn't necessarily say I want to do comedy, but it was the fact that, you know, I'm out here doing this band thing. I really wanted to be a singer. That's really what I wanted to do. Right. My my parents wanted me to be wanted me the same too. So, but at the time when I got into college, I actually I wound up meeting some guys in college who I went to school with, and we started an R and B band at the time. We would do concerts all around the community where I grew up, and uh, we would pack the place out. But things didn't work out like we thought. We were trying to get we were trying to get a record deal, and if we had if we had gotten this record deal that I thought we were going to get with this one guy we met, he had connections with Motown and and Columbia Records. I probably wouldn't be doing comedy now. And you but went to I, Howard, is yeah. that correct? You went to Howard? Uh, you went to Howard? No, no, I went, I went to Langston. Langston University. Right, so, right. In H- Oklahoma, H- right? HBCU in Oklahoma. Yeah, yep. right. Langston, okay. Oklahoma. All black town. Now, you, because you just did it. was it a homecoming you were there? We were just at our homecoming about two weeks ago, and we did a live concert. So what, what happened was one of my classmates, who I used to be in the band with, we, we uh, earlier this year, he said, hey, man, why don't we get together and do a reunion show for the alumni? And I said, hey, I'm in. Let's do it. So and I've got some I'm trying to get some more footage of what we did. We had a great time, man. A lot of the alumni came. It was an outdoor concert. So it was just people were ecstatic, man. We did a couple of songs. We did a couple of cover tunes, Cameo. I did. Uh, I think we did some Eyes of Brothers Prince. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Then we did some of our own stuff, too. In a minute, I'm going to get into you because you have a, a CD out. I'm going to get into that. But I wanted to, how did you yeah. how did you get into comedy then? Well, it was by accident. It was by accident. Like I said, I was always making fun. I was always cracking jokes and making fun of everything and doing impersonations. I was doing all of that when I was a kid, doing the sound effects. Anytime I would hear a song on the radio, you know, even when I was with my mom, sometimes we'd be when I, when my mother would go shopping, I would I would uh, she would allow me to turn on the radio and any song that came on, I would just sit there and listen to the singer, the instruments. And I just started picking up doing the, the instrument sounds. So one day, like I said, we were trying to get this record deal. We were having a meeting with, with the band in the studio. And I said, look, man, you know what? If this doesn't work out, I think I might give comedy a shot as a, as a backup. 
And so some of the guys said, you know what, Jay, you should do that, man. That'd be great. And here's what you should do. One of the guys in the band said, what you ought to do is while you're making them laugh, show them everything that you do. And I said, you know what, that's not a bad idea. So the type, like I tell people, Lewis, the type of show that I do, the type of act that I do, it's a comedy act, but it's a mixture of music, imitations, and everything else. So it's kind of like a different type of show. So that way, right, right. That way, that way you can get, you can get an idea of what it is that I do. Because even, even up to this day, whenever I do a show, people have come up to me, people come up to me after the show, man, man, I really enjoyed you, man. You are amazing. Man, you, you know what? You sound like you can sing, man. Have you ever sung? And that's when I tell them, I said, well, I used to be in a band and I'm working on music right now. So that's why I decided to get back in the studio and, and do some stuff that I was doing back then. So okay. so it's like my own thing now. So how was your first comedy set? It was it was it was a, it was actually it was a, it was amazing, man, because actually the first comedy set that I did, Lewis, was at a concert. Because, like I said, I didn't start out. I didn't start out doing the comedy at comedy clubs. I was doing concerts. So what it was was that at the time there were a couple of promoters who I met at the time I was going to Langston. And, you know, they would go around trying to find some talent. Whenever they would bring a concert to Oklahoma, they wanted some kind of talent to open up the show, particularly a comedian comedian, or maybe a music artist. So the word went around saying, well, there's this kid, there's this freshman on campus, man, named Jay Lamont. Maybe won't you get him? And that's how that all started. So and I, it is, now you're going to laugh at this. The first co- uh, show that I did, my first professional show, if you will, I was, um, who was I opening up for? Grandmaster Melly Mel and the Furious Five. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmaster Flash yep. and Melly Mel. Well, no, no, no. Hell. It was Melly Mel. It wasn't Grandmaster. This is Grandmaster oh, Melly Mel. Oh, 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 he yeah. wasn't with them? So how you going to yeah. tell the man? Well, see, he I didn't know, man. I didn't know. Man. How you going to tell him? The man's I, telling his story. He's older now. He might have forgot. No, no, I'm young. I'm still young. Dan. Oh, my bad. I'm, still young. Yeah. I'm younger than you. Yeah. Danny. No, no. Well, well, Danny, I don't know if you recall at the time when Melo Mel was with Flash, he left. He left uh, Grandmaster Flash and started his own Furious Five group. Oh, okay. I didn't you know? know that. I apologize. Yeah. So, man. so Damn, some Mr. of the guys. Lou, you can make a yeah. mistake in life. Dan. Well, no, but you're you know boxing. <laughs> he knows music. Okay, you're right. I apologize. Yeah, and I followed. And you know, I was a hip hop fan growing up, man. So I followed their career. So. Grandmaster Mel and Mel saw me, man. He was like, who is this kid, man? And so I'm on stage because, you know, like I said, I'm new to this. I'm new to this. I'm like, okay, I got to put, because he was like, man, uh, the promoter said, just do about 10 or 15 minutes, Jay. Just put some of your best invitations because I freestyle for him uh, on campus. And he liked what he saw me do. He said, just do a, just do a little bit of that on your show. And, and uh, it turned out to be great, man. I mean, like I said, my first professional show. And then after that, the same guy that put me on that show put me on a show with Levert. Roger Troutman and Zap. So I was doing all these concerts and that's how I met those guys. Wow. And it was it wasn't until I moved to Houston because I was on the radio. Let me first let me back up. I was a radio announcer. You know, I was an on-air DJ for about eight years. So I spent eight, eight or nine years on radio. because uh, I started on college radio at Langston. Then I got my first professional gig at a commercial station. So I was doing that. So I, I had like four jobs at the same time. I was an on-air DJ, I was a club DJ, I started doing comedy and I was doing music. So I was getting wow. a little money here and there. So hustling. Wow. And yeah. Um, so you, um, once you started, so do you enjoy doing concerts or co- more comedy clubs? Which one do you, you enjoy? Well, I enjoy it all. I mean, to be honest, I enjoy it all. But I mean, there's no doubt that I I, I do, uh, because I started out doing the concert venues, that's really pretty much, I love that mostly because, uh, you know, just to feel that, that, that uh, energy out there. Because I think it must have been probably about, 3,000 people that I've, uh, that I uh, performed in front of that wow. very first show, 3,000, mm-hmm. you know? So then when I started doing the comedy, it wasn't until I went to Houston that I started uh, doing the comedy clubs. Like I'm sure you might know some of these spots, Spellbinders in Houston, 
there was one club, a gentleman that you all, Dan, and I think you remember a gentleman named Rushon McDonald yeah. and David Raybond. Yeah. Uh, they started one of the first all black comedy clubs in Houston called Hip Hop Comedy Stop. And so I was still I was on the radio in Houston because I got a job in, in uh, radio in Houston. So I was I was known all over the city as a DJ. But people at the time, the people in Houston did not know that I was doing comedy and music and everything. So that's pretty much where it started at when I started doing the comedy stages in Houston. Now, you've opened up for, I mean, everybody. You just with Keith, uh, uh, what's Keith Washington? Uh, Washington. Is it Keith, Keith Washington? Washington? Keith Washington, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. everybody. Who, who was, um, yeah. who was the, the most exciting one? That, well, when you got that gig, you were like, wow. Yeah, like like I said, when it started with Melly Mel and Furious Five, and then like I said, Levert. Uh, it, it's interesting because when I when I worked with Levert, this is when it was Gerald and all, and his brother and his cousin. A uh, couple of years later, I wound up working with Gerald again, right. and then I worked with his dad, Eddie Levert, the OJ's, mm. and then then thing, man, it just started it just started getting hot and hot. Uh, then I wound up performing with Dion Warwick, mm-hmm. uh, Roberta Flack. Uh, one of the greatest moments for me was when I opened for Luther Vandross. May he wow. rest in peace, mm-hmm. Luther. And then, of course, Charlie. Well, I got a, my homie, of course, Charlie Wilson, the Gap Band. They started out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we're all from Oklahoma. Okay. And of course, I don't know if you all know, but Charlie Wilson just lost his older brother, Ronnie Wilson. Oh no. Uh, he was the oldest Wilson brother who actually started the Gap Band when wow. they started out in Tulsa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was like seventy-two. Oh, I so, think. so, yeah. so I definitely want to send my condolences to Uncle Charlie on on the loss of his brother, Ronnie. Now, yeah. how do you? Because sometimes, because I notice when I watch you, because I, I I went to see him a few times. I actually, well, I wouldn't pay. I'd ask him for a ticket. Yeah, but I, I hilarious. Would, I would go hilarious. see. Him. But um, you when you're opening up for these acts and you do a lot of musical instruments and songs, do you make it a point not to do their songs? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's funny that you asked that because what I don't do is uh, I I try not to to do any kind of imitation or anything of the act that I've gone on before. Right. Like for for example, um. I remember when I first opened for Roger and Zap because I did because at the time I was doing a lot of imitations of Roger Troutman. Right. And actually, and just so you know, just to give you a footnote, I actually when I first met Roger, I did him in front of him. And it was amazing because he was amazed by that. He was like he had, you know, he had some shades on and I'm doing a lady. Let me tell you why. So he couldn't believe it. So he went. He just, it was so funny. He ran off and got his brother. Lester, come here, come here. You got to hear this. This this dude is doing me, man. And he ain't got no talk box, you know. So that that you know, it was stuff like that. But I never try to do anything of that artist. Like when I did Luther, I do I I do imitate Luther, but I did not do Luther when I opened up for him. And it was so funny before the show because he was saying, "Now this," because he didn't know who I was. Somebody had suggested me suggested me to him. He said. Uh, Luther, we got the perfect guy that's going to open up for you. We were in Columbia, South Carolina. And um, uh, he said, well, tell him don't do nothing dirty and tell him don't imitate me and nothing like that. And, I, of course, I said, well, you ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about that. And it it turned out to be a great show. But, yeah, I, I never uh, I never do uh, any kind of imitation of an artist that I'm going to be performing it, on with. Does it feel like like it's like doing comedy for like a you know you're opening up for a guy, mm-hmm. and you you know you're not gonna do his jokes, but you don't want to touch that material because you know what you, you know what I mean you have enough they'll even tell you some you know somebody you know like a big name or something like yo man just right. I'm, I'm gonna talk on this I'm gonna talk a little bit about this even though you may have that joke in your in your bag but now you know you don't want to do yeah that. I remember when I was because that was the the gig of all gigs whenever you got the call to open up for Luther or or Patty, mm-hmm. or Patty Labelle yeah. or, or 
or uh, Anita Baker. That was, you know, it went because you had to be clean. Right. And it went right. through like right. Sinbad, Tommy Davison, you know. And I remember getting a call from about to do Luther, and then I had to call Luther. And then I had to go up to his house because he wanted me to write a joke about, one, you couldn't be dirty, and then he wanted me to write a joke about his weight. About oh, really? Said, yeah, because he said, I'm um, some tour, I'm going to be losing weight, then I'm going to gain it, and I want you, because I don't want them to he wanted to kill. Him. He wanted to kill the elephant before. Right, because he said, because I'm going to walk oh, out right. fan. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and oh, then, yeah. And then uh, the joke I wrote was that, hey, listen, guys, Luther's going to come out, and it don't matter if Luther's big or small, you women still going to go crazy. So that was the way of planting right. the seed that he's gonna come out. Oh, that's that was smart. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, and, yeah. And as a matter of fact, you mentioned Anita Baker. Anita Baker, she was also the same one. Because, like I said, they had never seen my act. So, and like I said, the promoters at the time who mentioned my name to them mm-hmm. were like, "Oh no, you don't have to worry about that with this guy, Jay Lamont. Oh my God, you're gonna love him. You're gonna love him. That kind of thing." So, I, yeah, it was the same way with Anita Baker too. She's like, "Well, tell him not to do this and all this, whatever, whatever." Because I do Anita Baker too. I do her, and I let did me, not you, do her. So wait a minute. I, let me hear you, Anita Baker. I didn't know you, <clears throat> Anita Baker. I don't. I know it's kind of hard. I'm so my boys. I'm like, it's kind of hard, my little horse. Yeah. <clears throat> for everything you give me. Because I do this little joke, uh, Lewis, where I talk about how Anita, she sounds so good, even if you can't tell what she's saying. So I kind of, and it kills, it kills. Right. But of course, I, could, I couldn't do that when I was on tour with her. Now, you do, Luther, now is it, have you morphed into any modern people that you do? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. I've done, I've done Bruno. Now Bruno Mars, I've done that many times, and it kills. Um, I, you remember the song he did, Twenty Four Carat? Because <clears throat> at the beginning of that song, he does. He's on a. He, it's a. It's kind of like a a, a vocoder that he's on there. Tonight, I just wanna take you out right now. But I do, I do it in a high pitch because I can't do it right now. Tonight, I just wanna take you out. And then it goes right into 24 karat magic. And so I do Bruno Mars. I've done Drake. I do Drake a lot. I've done, um, uh, oh, my God, Chris Brown. I, 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 I always try to stay, you know, whenever I do the old school, I always try to mix in with some current stuff. So I try to stay abreast of so what, what's happening right B. now. You got Cardi B for us? <clears throat> I'm loving some man. man, man. <laughs> Everything is all man, it's all man. <laughs> so I try to stay abreast. You know, I'm going to tell you somebody else. I, I'm, I'm working on this one, uh, her. Are you familiar with her? Yeah, she's a very talented I've been girl. Oh, yeah, I've oh my God, I love her. She has a song out now called Damage. I think mm-hmm. it's called Damage. And it kind of has, a, it samples this song by, uh, I don't remember that song by Herb Alpert called Making Love in the Rain. And you hear Janet Jackson, Making Love in the Rain. Mm-hmm. I hear the rain on my window. And so they sampled that in her new song called Damage. You got to check it out. Okay. Uh, calling me, calling me, calling me, calling me. Oh, it's the cut. It's the jam. So I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to incorporate that in my, my upcoming shows. Hey, today, today we were talking about parenting, and you you kind of gave us a little bit about your strict upbringing. Do you remember some of the things that your parents said to you to to uh, correct you, or some of the things that you know that they couldn't do or say now in today's world? Oh, well, you know, I will say this, I, and I'm sure you guys probably had the same thing. I came from, a, like I said, a strict religious family with strong values, you know, strong values. One thing my parents didn't, to- didn't tolerate was, of course, in, my, in our house, my, my, my brother and I, we had to, you know, whenever my mother needed something or my father, we had to say, sir, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. Don't, don't you even dare say what or what do you want? Because, yeah. oh, that was it. That was it. You're going to wind up in the hospital. 
So you, you know, had to say yes, sir, and, and no, sir. Yeah, you, no, sir. Yeah, yeah. Every time, even when I, even at the time, because both my parents are deceased, I really miss them. They're both gone. Uh, but even when I got older, I always said yes, sir, no, sir, because my dad probably would have socked me in the face when I was when I was in my twenties and my thirties. Uh, but uh, but they had a lot of strong values. But he also had great advice. I remember one time when when my dad. It was so funny when my dad noticed finally realized what I was trying, what I was doing for a living. Cause you know, for a while it took him, it took him for a while to realize that I wanted to be, to do entertainment. Cause you know, cause a lot of, a lot of times you all know that most times parents of that era, they don't look at entertainment as a real job. Yeah, right. Right. So when he saw me on TV, cause my mother showed a tape of me on when I think when I did BT's comedy, so he sat and watched it and he was very pleased, you know, cause he was kind of concerned what type of stuff I was doing. And it was so funny. I remember I called him and when I told him the kind of money I was making, Oh, that messed him up. He was like, you got paid how much? You know, and you know, my dad and his full time job, he was a barber. You know, he he did hair, okay. you know, besides besides uh, doing ministry work. He was a barber. So he said, man, I don't even make that much in one day. I said, man, that's that's all right, son. And so I remember one time I did a show somewhere and I remember I uh, called my father and I said, look, dad, I'm going to put a couple of dollars. Uh, I'm going to send you a check for you and mom to pay some bills. He's like, say, say what? Say what? So every, any other time he was like, man, you wasting your time. You ain't your boy. You ain't gonna make it nowhere doing entertainment. That ain't no money. So when, when I first said to him, I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send some money for him and mom to pay bills. He's like, boy, bless your soul. Let's, let's have a word of prayer, boy. And when's your next show? When's your next show? Where are you going to next? You know, the whole conversation changed. Did your parents ever get to see you perform live? My mother did. My dad, my dad never came out live, and I'm kind of glad he didn't. I would not want him to come out live because see, here's what you got to understand. A lot of the shows that I would be on, as far as comedy shows, of course, the whole show, the whole show's not clean. Right, right, So if my dad was going to come, he would probably have to come when I go on stage. And then when I get off, he could leave. But my mother, my mother tolerated it because I know she saw me somewhere when I was in Oklahoma. And I think it was another performer on the show. You know, they were a little bit more raunchy than me. And, you know, she sat through it, you know, but but she had a good time. She had a good time. My brother did too. My older brother, my older brother's a minister too, believe it or not. He's a pastor. Oh, okay. And so there's been, a, there's been a couple of times he's seen me live too. And he really? loved it. You know, he was very supportive. Now you, um, you're not a parent. You have any children? No, not at all. Not that I know of. No, 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 no I don't have any. I, I have, I have nieces and nephews. So that's, oh. that's those, those are my kids. Now you, um, you you did a one man show in Vegas, uh, back down memory lane. How was that? Yeah, it was it was it was just brief. It was a brief little uh, residency, believe it or not. I had a residency at the Flamingo, okay. uh, in in Vegas. It didn't last too long, but it was a great experience, you know. But it's a, there's a chance that I may go back to Vegas and do something later on down the line, I'm working on something, you know. More 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 than anything, Lewis, if I do go back to Vegas, it'll probably be more of a music intense show and and not comedy. Mm -hmm. But we're trying to, we're trying to work that out, you know, because I have my own band. You know, because I said, if anything, I might bring my band with me because right. uh, some of the guys who played with us uh, at Langston at our homecoming, uh, they're going to be a part. I'm going to definitely make them a part of it if I do decide to do that. So here, back to I want to get finally uh, wrapping it up. I want to ask you about um, Here I Am, the song off your CD. Yeah, well, that's actually the title of my EP. That's my okay. first EP that uh, has about six songs on there. And so we titled it Here I Am. That's kind of like saying, well, here I am right now, y'all. This is what I'm doing. And this this uh, this actually gives the the, the listeners uh, the first opportunity to hear the 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 straight the straight up musical side of Jay Lamont. Uh, and my first the, my hit single on that EP was a song called Celebrate. Mm -hmm. And actually. And and that song has been doing so well, Lewis, that it actually was in the top twenty. It actually went up to number seventeen on the soul chart in the UK. 
So it just blew my mind. That's, uh, that song did really well for me. Uh, first time in my career to have a song like that to do well over in uh, 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 the UK. Uh, it was so funny because I was getting a lot of hits uh, from people in London, uh, Oslo, Norway, I believe. So it was funny is that I've had people hit me up from over there asking me, when am I coming over there to perform? Wow. And see, and they don't even know that I do comedy. So it's like I have a different identity now. So I now have a base of folks who are following me because of the music. Well, congratulations. And, uh, congratulations. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Celebrate. And, uh, and I have another song out. I have another song you got to check out called Certified Love, which 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 did real well. And I have a that, that's um I shot my first music video for that song. So you got to check it out. It's on all uh, social media and it's on my YouTube channel, too. You can go to my YouTube channel, The J Lamont, T-H-E-J-A-Y-L-A-M-O-N-T, The J Lamont. Uh, so it's called Certified Love. And then I just put out my new song called Things Ain't Change, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of like a it's kind of like a, another version of a what's going on by Marvin Gaye, if you will. Uh, it's kind of talking about how the conditions of the world and what we see with poverty, racism, police brutality, you know, because it's, it's nothing new. Things ain't change. Right. So it's a, it's a great song that I co-wrote with my producer, Trey Balfour. And we shot a video for that. So it's out now. And if anybody wants to check out all my music, they can go to Spotify, iTunes, all digital platforms. I'm really proud of it i'm excited because like i said this is this is the the, the other side of jay lamont that a lot of people don't know like i said because that's what i started out doing uh before comedy was music so this is kind of like my way of picking up where i left off well uh guys please uh go to those uh and and see that and listen to it and watch this video celebrate number 17 in the uk jay lamont thank you so much for uh thank you, jay. coming in logging yeah. in that's it. Just kick me out of here. That's it. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We've yeah, had you, enough. You had your time, bro. Yeah, we've had, had enough. Wow, I ain't yeah. that about nothing. I was going to treat both of y'all. I was going to see what you're doing after this. Let's go get some to eat. Don't worry about it. I know, where you, show I know where you hang out. Yeah, yeah. This no, you don't. No, you don't. Our producer yeah, no. is saying that's enough. Yeah. So, that's enough. Who's the producer? Uh, Who's the producer? Oh, oh, tell Poetis. Yeah, OG Poetis. Yeah. She's the owner of Morris Oh, I love her. No, I know who that is. Hey, Poetis, I got you too, babe. Come on. You coming with us. I know she's smiling right now. No, she's she's waving a finger like, yeah, like wrap let's it wrap it up. Yeah, this she, she said, "Get that Negro off." Okay, yes, I'm out. She's... No, I'm not, Jack. <laughs> no, no, no. What's up, love? That's my girl right there. Okay, yeah. now how do you Good know Poetis? Oh, I've been knowing her. That's my heart right there. I know her. I know her. You know him, Poetis? Of course. Oh. Did you did you hear how he said that, uh, Poetis? You know, notice you said they're kind of like hateful. Uh, you know how you know him? When I said I'm having Jay Lamont, she's like. <sighs> Oh really? Yeah. Like, eh. She's like, really? Is I thought she was Italian, no, Jay. No, no. no. I, mean, I thought she was with the mob. She's like, eh. but, but poetess, poetess, you're my heart. I can't believe you would react that way. You believe these fools? Eh. You know, yeah. They, they, they are, they, they are shady. We'll All right, shady. Jay. We're gonna let you go. We're gonna go yeah, let Jay. you find a hat that fits. Yeah, Jay. Uh, yeah. That no, this hit, man. This fits. Look, look, look. What's on it? Look what it says. I'm look an Eagles fan. I know. That's why I'm cracking on it. I'm an Eagles fan. Uh huh. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Right, right, take Jay. care. Okay, All right. take Later. Care. Talk about me. Damn, we couldn't get rid of this nigga. I mean, do you think you think his CD is isn't really number seventeen in the UK? Probably no, is. No, it depends. What part I want to see UK. the video. It's part of the UK. I want to see the video. Okay, we have to look at the video when we. Yeah, we have to see the video yeah. of celebrate because I mean he just doesn't look like a video guy. Yeah, Jay's not a video dude. But no, he's talented. Very talented. I've performed with him a number of times. Yeah, I have too. Yes. And uh, one time I was... <laughs> you sure you have? Because when you spoke, you no. kind of spoke like, I, I go to his shows if I, I, get, I if actually, I get a ticket. No, I actually co-hosted a show with him once, and then the next week I went to a show to watch him host. Oh, okay. Because I enjoy him. Right. No, he Jay's makes, good. He, Jay's, he makes me laugh. Jay's funny. He makes me laugh. Yeah. I just don't... And if anything, I can, I can definitely save my radio time and listen to him sing all night, you know?
Yeah, sometimes he like his Anita Baker was struggling. It was struggling. He it says was. his voice was messed up. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, in most comics, because him and I were joking when I was talking to him that you know most comics don't wake up. They really don't get their thing going until about 10, uh, twelve. Yeah, which was two. probably why I was a little late. Yeah, I, I got. <laughs> uh, yeah, I told Polis that she was like, here we go again. So listen, I'm Lewis Dix. I'm Danny Green. Uh, this is uh, name. What's the name? Name of the show is In a Man's World, um, and uh, we really thank uh, Tony Woods and Jay Lamont for stopping yeah. in. Um, it, 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 so I was back to uh, I'm still laughing at um, oh, okay. at um, him <laughs> I didn't ask him about it he does Disney cruise shows I didn't ask him yeah. about that uh, some things I was reading about some things that parents oh 323-815-4204 uh, it'd be nice if we had someone call but we only got seven listeners and I know they're busy yeah. the chat room is chatting up uh, Wonka it was, it was Wonka Willie that's who is that who that is? Was Wonka right? Because he normally calls in, but I guess, you know, of TDP, I'm in here, so it's like it's it's it's, it's I'm gonna have to fight through that, because people loved our chemistry, but one as that what's that thing? One monkey don't stop no show. One monkey don't stop no um, show. And, and, we, had, and Lewis and I got chemistry. If you don't like it or not. Well, I I don't I wouldn't slow oh, we don't. down. Okay, slow down my bad. Kind of kind of kind of jumped the fence a little yeah, bit. You kinda, <laughs> without yeah, you kind of yeah, your dog. Without yeah, the exactly. dog, <laughs> <laughs> I jumped the fence without the dog. No, you, your me. dog in the basement jumped <laughs> the fence. My my bad. Okay. No, no. I, I I and I'm trying to find Buddy was here last week, and it, it was kind of rough. Wait a minute, did they talk about Buddy? Because his list is worse than mine. Damn. Yeah, it is when you think. Yeah, about I it. mean, I mean, I went to class and. And, and oh, you actually went to class for that? Well, verse? not class, but I had to go to speech therapy. I used to hate it too, because you know when you in so when you in school. No, here's be... my thing: was it a lot of other kids in there? No, too? it wasn't that many. No, it was kids in there. But... That was a lot of. Hey, good morning. I mean, imagine y'all speaking. Well, we to don't each talk other. like that, man. First oh. of all, you're over exaggerating it. But it was tough at first because you know I'm in Bieber trying to be cool, and kids are coming to the door. You know when the kids, Danny Green, he has to go to speech class. Like, man, I'm gonna kill this little nigga when I get outside. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> Buddy's worse than me, yeah. But it's okay. No, I, I'll hit. take the hit. I'll they, take the hit because they didn't hit buddy like because that. you know why I will take the hit because there have been people that have said, "Man, I'll enjoy your comedy," and I can always tell it's you because your voice is very distinguished. Somebody called. Oh wow! Hey, come hey caller, caller. Yes. Oh, great guy. Who is this? What's up, gentlemen? My name is Sheena Lester. Hey, hey Lester. Hey, Lester. Yeah, you called before when we were on. Yeah. You're a smart one. You're in the Bay Area, right? No, Sheena used to work here, Sheena. Oh, this is Sheena. Oh, this is oh, this. Uh, now she's real. I don't know her, but no, she's she's she. No. How you <laughs> she, doing, Sheena? What's she, going on? She's someone that I intimidates me. She, okay. I get intimidated by. I her. don't get intimidated by women. So what's no, going on? No, this she, woman is. Oh, she does. She's tough. brown. She's beautiful. She's so. It's the is it the beauty that intimidates no, you, or the beauty, fact that she's brown? Which no, one is it? But she's all of that. She can she can cook. She's well. That's honest. not intimidating. That's a, that's welcome. She's honest and she's. Uh, What's your specialty? What's your specialty to cook? Attitude. That's her specialty. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, my attitude. No, my specialty really is just you know loving up on uh, you know my friends and family. Well, send me a picture. We can make some love. No, you don't need a picture. Oh no, she's 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 loving right now. She's who she is, and I've been every time I see her, I have to fight it, not liking her. Oh, oh, you're in you're in Los Angeles. Yes. I am, yeah. Okay. She's, she's, sometimes she's here. She's her ride, POTUS ride or die. And I mean ride or die to the point where it, 
look, she give you attitude for I hope attitude. you're nice to them poetess, though. I hope you're nice to them. And she speaks in complete sentences, but her punctuation is serious. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. what do you do? What do you What do you want? Why you call? What's up? No, I'm, I'm calling sorry. because uh, I She's calling because there's nobody else calling. She's, <laughs> she's helping us out. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks sorry. for calling. Go ahead. What's up? Bullshit, man. Oh. Come on. What the hell is wrong with you, Lewis? I ain't never been in jail day in my Me life. Me either. I'm but just... it was such a heavy question. I had to break up the... Oh, know. Okay. Damn. Well, um, I actually... I, I think that was pretty... I, I'm, you know what's funny? Because I'm sure that is someone's statement. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody was in jail. jail. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah where was you? I was getting booked. Um, I can only remember where I was at. I was home when they had the part... When they were in Chicago, mm-hmm. and Oprah was there, and it was outside, and they walked on stage, and and I was in my apartment just watching that, very uh, very proud at the moment, you know. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I I kind of be honest, I wasn't as emotional as everyone else seemed to be. The first time I was, but not the second time. Go ahead. Oh, you mean oh, that was her question was the second time? No, no, no. She asked where he was. She said two thousand eight. So that's when he first got in. Right. I was, I was, I, I don't. I, I don't think I was emotional, emotional. Why not? Well, because I kind of felt he had, he had won. So he won. But and I, it was the black thing, though. I mean, so that didn't get you? I, no, not too. And if I'm going to be honest. I want you to. The I would, black I, I thing didn't, because he was, I mean, I, I loved it. I was, but I wasn't, I didn't tear up or well up. I did that. I was I I wasn't as emotional as, as I was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That dog. <laughs> I was I'm, emotional, I'm, and I'm I got honest. a G out of that. I'm, yes, sir. I'm be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was I, emotional. I, I, I'm not. I wasn't that. But I was so proud to be. But I I was hoping, and I from what I saw in his, I was so beautiful. I was so happy it was brown. Yeah. I was so happy that his his wife walked out there and she was brown. Yeah. And the kids were brown. The kids were brown. It was just a brown. It was a beautiful yeah, brown. Mother in law was brown. Yeah, and he was so together. Yeah, he was so well spoken. He was. I mean, I'm like, to me, it was like Martin Luther. That should have been Martin Luther King's son. Yes. You know, respect to Martin Luther King's son, but I'm like, that's what Martin Luther King's son should have been. Right. Can I ask both of you guys a question? But they were they like bread. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you both a question? Um, do you feel? How did you feel? Did you have the same type of feeling, or did you have any type of feeling? I should ask you when Camilla got in there. No, neither. Maybe that's just um, it. Please, no. What uh, about you? Please. Uh, I um, I did. It was different though. Obviously, as a vice president, it's completely different because Barack Obama had already broken that barrier. You know, in terms of us being in a top job like that. But her being a woman. Um, I was, yeah. I mean, it certainly, it was the same kind of pride. It certainly was that, you know, her mm. being HBCU grad, <laughs> you know, um, <sighs> her being from, you know, California, all that stuff. Yeah, well, I, I felt, 
I felt I felt some kind of way a little bit when I I didn't know. I thought she had really dated Montel Jordan, but it was the other Montel. Yeah. And then oh. I felt so. But no, I I mean I was happy. Anybody, I, I have a a thing and a, and a serious respect for anyone that accomplishes things because I love smart people. Yeah, I really gravitate to smart. I love listening to them. I love, you know, I, I know if I had had Adderall growing up, I would have been pretty. I wouldn't be doing this. Um, but so, how are you, Lester? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. I think I accidentally called you. I don't even know if your number is the same. Because I think you did too, and 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 it is. So all good. Yeah. Okay, you know, because I I was calling. You're right under poetess, Danielle. Yep. Yeah, you're right under. I thought your last name was Holland. No, no, but I'm, that's another friend of poetess. So oh. I know you're talking about. Okay. So, oh, that's... Anyway, I just wanted to I just wanted to come call and ask you guys specifically about Barack because of the history yesterday. Well, how are you? So you said, but you said it so happened yesterday, today. It happened yesterday. yesterday? What? Yesterday was thirteen years ago. No, no, no. Two thousand six would be uh, fifteen years ago. Right? Yes, yeah, fifteen years. So ago. fifteen years ago, you say he was elected. Yeah, two thousand. Well, the year he was elected was two thousand. Two thousand eight. Correct. Two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't. Yeah. So it no, wasn't. That, so that's, that's only eleven. Thirteen. Years. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen years ago. Public Philly public school. Well, we uh, all, hey man, I didn't know what year man. Was this the date that it happened? What's today's date? Is today's November fourth? Oh, oh, today's okay. the fifth. Today's the fifth. It was yesterday. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. you're right, 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 Yeah, right. You're absolutely right. It's funny how you never really heard that much old news about it. I guess because Biden's doing such a great job. Oh sorry. But okay, thank hey Lester, thank you. Thank you, uh, Lester. Love you. Thank you. See you. I hope to meet you again. I I don't even know what you look like, but I hope to see you again. You'll know her okay, soon as she walks in. Some a light hovers Bye. over her. Yeah. Um, sometimes clouds. Okay. But when she sees me, clouds come. Oh. Other people I see. It starts raining. I see that light from that Tony Woods was talking about. Oh, the roar okay. thing. A shout out to uh Colin Powell. Today's yeah. his funeral. They just having his funeral today? I know. I thought about that too when yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's been there like a, a month. No, he's been not dead. It's close. I mean, when did Poetus, when did uh, Colin Powell die? Yeah, it wasn't a month. Are they going to have, like, is he going to, his body going to be in, like, in the state, like in the. Yeah, it yeah. was, it was his, it was, um, Okay. you know, I mean, hey, death is real. I mean, we just lost, uh, I don't know if you knew downtown Tony Brown. I didn't really know him. No, so I don't want. I heard of him, but I didn't right. know. Yeah. yeah, I, I um, yeah, I, I was in Detroit a couple of times. Had experiences with a very funny comedian. Mm. Yeah, it um, is real, man. I just went to my buddy. So he did this joke about uh, black people needing to have a pastrami sandwich at two in the morning and yeah, and getting shot yeah. for it. He, he said, "Hey, I, matter of fact, what? That's a good question. <laughs> that's a good, that's a question. What would you get up for early in the morning and crave?" Well, there was like a, in terms of going out to the. There was a young you know, answer for that when I was young. Right. You know, you get up anytime. Right, right. No matter what it is, yeah, right. You, you you drive. I remember driving to San Diego once from L.A. for a cheesesteak. No. Oh. For. Mm-mm. Oh, I ain't talking about that. But I'm just you were asking me what I said. Food. Oh, okay. Damn. Right. Well, that is my... food in a way. That is food. It, it, it <laughs> nourishes the body. But uh, <laughs> no, I. I it's funny because Code 3, my girl, she won't let me get up and go out at night. She's a cop. So she's all about. Are you dating a cop? Yeah, yeah. So she's all about. Good man. 
She's all about no, you you're not getting out of the night to go get you know. No, I, I used to date a cop. Oh, okay. Out here. Okay. Might have, well, it's not her, so hopefully. Well, what's her, what's your girl's name? Well, she's an investigator for the DA's office. She's well, is she still in it? Yeah. Oh no, no, she's not. Mine mine retired. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. but she was uh she was she was big in, in Van Nuys. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh. Okay, call her. Call her. Hope it ain't ain't it moving. Oh, this is Seymour. Seymour? Now see I don't now Seymour is religious. Okay, so I'll be clean. She's uh no, you're gonna be clean. She she she's she's Yeah, but she is um she is a renaissance woman. She does what she wants. Okay. Uh she swims, she she bicycles, she's just a complete woman. Okay. And you're not going in her house unless you're a religious man and got your stuff together. Okay, well I'm saved. You know. I, I, she's way too young for us. Oh, for real? Oh, never mind. I'm not super religious, though. I'm more spiritual than religious. Okay. Now, so don't try to change up now. That means you got to give her yeah, the right drink. You got to pay the rent. You know. How are you, Seymour? I'm doing well. I'm so glad I caught the show live. Oh. I'm so proud of you that you humbled yourself and you got back over to Morris Media Studios. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Um, yeah. If you, you know, if you, you kicked out other places. No. The, oh, I'm sorry. You know, we, <laughs> the other two, like I was telling, <laughs> and I'm going to start not saying their names, but um, like John Lemon, you know, he's got an attitude, Jeff, but I would try to tell him, you, you have nowhere else to go. What you, you, You're doing nothing. So as opposed to doing nothing, come do what you do right. where you accept it. But he's, He's. I've always known him to be his own man, so that's that's his. You know, and TDP is TDP. TDP you know, um, but I, 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 I've, I've always been fond of T, TDP for some reason. Like he's one of the few dudes I kind of liked. Oh, TDP is funny. Yeah, and that's, and maybe that's why because I liked him, but he never. I mean, like you know, if you want to be around him, he's going to hit you. You know what I mean? Oh, he like, hits you hard. Yeah, he hits you hard. But I never felt like it was vicious or you know what I mean, like any. Malice no, it was just it. funny. Yeah. It's just funny. I mean, I I I I I I love him. I love him and Jeff. They're my boys. Yeah, Jeff is my guy. Me me and Jeff, we talk grown man stuff a lot. Yeah, Jeff and I know each other too well. You know how you can know someone too well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, me like, and Jeff know each other very well. Yeah, we just too well to where you just got to I got to be know, honest I can't, with him. Yeah. So Seymour, what have you been? How's your mother? Um, they're doing fine. I did get some bad news. Um, I have a sister who had a stroke at like thirteen. A stroke. And it. they thought she had a tumor. But when they went in, they only found necrotic tissue and everything. Um, she is now diagnosed to have something called Farr's disease, which is like calcification of the brain. So that's just progressing. So I I lost the oldest, my oldest sister, lost her to domestic violence. Oh, wow. Um, Sorry to hear that. Back in 2007, but this month, right around Thanksgiving. And then, like, now we have the situation with the second oldest. I'm the baby. And, um, yeah, so we're just kind of dealing with that and trying to, you know, Make her comfortable and everything like that. So did you? You didn't. Like, okay, you said you said thirteen. I heard thirteen, but you mean thirty or something? No, my sister had a stroke at thirteen. Okay, she had a stroke at thirteen. Yeah. And how old is she and now? We have a similar similar story like um, your co-host there. We were in foster care at the time. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and so she's been battling with this for a long time. And when she had it back at the age of thirteen, they were like, "Oh, she'll never live to be grown." I'm like, "This chick is like in her forties now. That's a grown woman." But she just had, you know, some struggles and everything like that. And 
So they were going back and forth on the diagnosis, and now it's just like they, everything else they tested her for, she passed it. So they're like, yeah, this has to be Forrest's disease. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I appreciate you saying co host. That sounded really nice. Oh, sorry. Well, maybe, I mean, even if it's just temporary. <laughs> yeah, it might be. She's, 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 she's an optimistic <laughs> Hey, where, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Louisiana. I knew. I heard it, girl. I heard that twang twang. But, my little twang. But yeah. she live in Houston. Oh, you live in Houston? Well, the Houston area. I'm in Pasadena, which is a little suburb southeast of Houston. Hey, I may, I'm, I'm going to be coming down there. Well, you know, Daniel Dugard moved saying? down there. Oh, yeah, so him he's doing wife. comedy. Wait, well, him and his wife moved down there. Huh? Are you licensed to carry? No, I mean, should I be? Well, they are down there. Oh, just be careful. I've kind of nicknamed Houston Baby Chicago. It's off uh, the chain down here well, right now. Well, uh, do you have a gun? Oh, yes, I have well, four. That's, that's all she we're worrying she, about. She said she got four. Okay, well, I, I was <laughs> coming down to see you. I mean, I ain't trying to go down there and see if I can get shot. Oh, I thought you were inviting her to I a have show. I proper PPE now for you to come see me now. What would you say? <laughs> I don't know if I have the proper PPE for you to come see What's me. that PPE? That means uh, cover your face with the lisp. She's hitting you hard. That's how funny she is. It was low-key. Oh, you got, oh. Hey, that's nice. Protective equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to have to yeah. put a shield all over her yeah. house. Yeah. I'm sorry. you going to have to tent yeah. your house. Yeah, but this tongue can do other things, so nah, you may help. Oh, no. She, she I'm sorry, but she went there. She yes. went... She Lewis, says she's spiritual. But Lewis, well, maybe as a comedian, she, you know, no, we got to we gotta, gotta go hard. I'm just joking. Come on. Don't take anything I say seriously. I got to shut her down. No, you're not going to shut me down. I'll shut you down, down, girl. That's what, see? You won't I, shut me down. I tried to warn you. I gave you, I gave you her credit. You did. You threw me a lob I, and I missed it. I'm like, you don't see more. You'd rather have see more on your side. Corey is my cousin. Who? Corey Robbins is tearing you up in the chat room. That's my cousin. Oh, that's what it is. It's family <laughs> shit going on right now. <laughs> Ain't this something? <laughs> that's what it's about. <laughs> well, you tell Corey. <laughs> it's all right. Like you said, Dan, as long as they talking. Yeah, as long as they talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, so Seymour, um, I, have, I've been, I haven't read anything about you doing anything or traveling anywhere. You've just been low-key. I did go to uh, Dominican Republic back in May, and then I went to this place called Isla Mujeres, which is a little island right off the coast of Cancun. Mm -hmm. And I'm planning to go back to Cabo, largely the same, the week of Thanksgiving. Now, did you do any scuba diving? I I did some um, snorkeling. Okay. But I do want to get scuba certified. That's funny that you asked me that. I do want to get scuba certified because now I want to start doing uh, destinations where I can actually do scuba diving. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm working to get my certification. And how's the bike? It's Cycle. cool. I have an event coming up on the 13th. It's something called Park to Port. Mm -hmm. It's just a 20-mile bike ride because I haven't been around crowds. You know, with the pandemic, I didn't play around with it. I, I kept my distance from people. So Good. this is my first, like, group ride. And then I've also registered to do the Laporte, Texas Half Marathon. Mm -hmm. That's a, um, a run. They have a series. It's called the Bridge Series. And they support this domestic violence. Excuse me, shelter, uh -huh. and you know, with me losing a sister to domestic violence, I like to try to you know support them in any way. So I just register for that. I have not been running, so I'm probably walk a whole lot of that. Are you single? It's going to be thirteen point one miles. Are you single? I am single. Yeah, I can tell. And, and very happy. <laughs> I, and and we never said you wasn't happy. We didn't say you was old. We just said we yeah. can tell. Yeah. No, but and my, uh, pap, and my paps are normal. Yeah, I hear. I hear. Um, <laughs> it, it's you gonna take a basketball next year, huh? It's, it's, <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Stop, Danny! It's, Stop. It's, it's interesting because I'm gonna tonight. I'm gonna tell um, Code Three that Seymour called and she's gonna say this is gonna be her words. Oh, you got to speak to your girlfriend finally. 
she just she knows I like you a lot, and she's always teasing me about that. Why are you going Cold Three? Because she's a police that's officer, a and that's her nickname. So. Oh. You know what? Do you want to get married again? You know what? She every her sisters don't like me. And so Philadelphia does what? Well, she, but she's really close to them. I know, but I just, I just. Why is that though? It's good where it is right now. Louis, you're a great guy. What? What? what how can uh, the the women of Cold Three not like you? Because they're they're are they cute? They got no. They got issues. Okay, okay. So you can you can throw me a lob there. I take no, them off your hand. No, but so, they ain't cute. Never mind. Unpack this, Lewis. How many sisters does Cole Three have? She has two, and they don't. And neither one like you. Neither one. That's bad. But one has. Are they married? No, they're not. That's why they are not That's married. Probably the issue. Yeah, That's they're the not issue. married, and they don't have anybody loving them the way Code Three is being loved. That's oh, just that. Lord, and man. um, but and no, no, it's true because I was with Lewis before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and you were remember Christmas shopping, right? We was at the mall, yeah. and you picked her up something. Yes. So he, so don't say that. He, what he said is true. He's. I picked her up her jewelry box. Yep, I was. Because yes. Because she was, because her jewelry was always in plastic. So yes. I picked up her jewelry box, and then she's always asking me a phrase, and I put that on the jewelry box, and I answered it. Her phrase is always, "Do you love me today?" So when she opens the jewelry box, the answer is there. Yes. Uh, see. <clears throat> so. Um, and I was there when he got it. What about me? I should get some love for that. <laughs> and so. Um, now wait a minute, Lewis. You have a lot of friends, right? That are single. Mm-hmm. You don't know about trying to hook them up. With I, I wouldn't do like that. Them? I wouldn't do that to them because I know that he, those he two, wouldn't be a friend. Those two are not nice people. Thank you. Oh, okay. Code three got all the niceness. She goes. She works hard at being a good person, and they just the sisters got the devilish. Yeah, they do. And I normally don't have a thing with people, but well, I do. Let me stop. Yeah, that's true. I do. Um, but, but so, but, but you know, but it's. Why does her sisters not liking you? What does that have to do? Maybe you're not ready, but I'm like, y'all been dating for a long time. So what does that have to do with it? Okay, I want to marry this woman. She's a good woman. Well, I think because if things were, say I hit the lotto and we could move somewhere. Where Wherever you wanted to go. Where it's gated. Oh, gated community? You know. Okay, but, yeah, safeness. I mean, I, because I know where her loyalty is, and it should be. Because she feels obligated to her sisters and her, her little nephew and people who are just not nice. That's just who she is. And if we got married, oh, that'd be mad. That'd be, be a mess for you. Yeah, I wouldn't. You I'd wouldn't have to really. Yeah, I would because maybe at the house. I give her. I don't give her, but I. I accept that she needs freedom, to 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 be that person. And if we were married, I would say, "Hey, come on." I don't know how you do, it. man. I, I got to commend you because I'll be out. Well, I do what Seymour is saying. I, I, I focus on her. Yeah. Not them. Because to me, if you can't, if you got a family member that, you know, and, and this is no disrespect to Code 3, but I'm saying, you know, women always, let's reverse it. Women always talk about men who can't let their buddies go or can't let their, their mama go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, you're supposed to cling to me and, you know, they say in the Bible, man, find a wife, find a girl, all that type of stuff. So I, I look at it, again, no disrespect, but if, you sh- she should you should be the focus if you're doing everything no, no, right. No, I am. But see, here's the thing. I know if I asked her to do that, mm-hmm. she would work hard at doing that. But then it would be a riff. But I don't want her to do that yeah. because I know where her heart is. Right. And I, I, I need her to have that peace of mind. Okay. I don't need her. If I, if I may interject here, though, Danny, right now, Lewis and Cole Three are married. So 
you know, they're just dating. Now, if he were her husband, then yes, he absolutely should be the focus because then that's a different thing. No, that's not because he's already put the time in to show that he's there for her. <laughs> Obviously, they live together, right? No. Oh, you don't? No. Okay, well, we, then, no, we well, that's, that's a different, yeah, okay. That's because you're shacking up, you know? And no. you just worry about Houston. No, I'm not, to I'm not going to. I wouldn't. <laughs> what you need to worry about what's happening down there no. and not getting and not letting them hood dudes take advantage of nothing down I there. I think it's it's really important if someone is dating someone that the other person has a place to go when they need space. Man, let me tell you. When I was dating Tracy. and You remember said the her name? You're not supposed to say the name. I don't give a squat. And she was like, we was about to get married. Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, you know, why don't you give up your place? Because, you know, this is where we can save money. And my older brother said, don't ever, ever give up your spot to live. He said, if you move in with a chick, y'all move into a new spot with both of y'all names are on it. Right. And sure enough, when we got in an argument one night and it was bad, she said, why don't you just go? Why don't you just get up out of here? Now, if I didn't keep my spot, I'd have been knocking on a lot of doors. Right. So... And, anyway. that's, and that's where I, I'm that same way. So um, You got to keep your spot. So, hey, Seymour, it's always good talking to you. We got to get out of here because I got to go get a haircut. All right, take, a, take a blessed day. Have a blessed day. All right, Seymour, have a blessed day, Seymour. Hope to see you more. See, I got that Bye. joke. Oh, you, oh, you already did? Hey, listen, I'm Lewis Dix. I'm Danny Green. We, we want to thank the boss lady for allowing us to uh, take two hours of her time, even though when she showed up, she said, oh, I didn't, I didn't remember you had a show today. That's something. That's special. She's just really kind of mean today. No. we want to. Uh-huh. She, no. she let people talk about me. She gave me oil when I needed lotion. What the hell, bro? Uh, we want to thank Even Jay, though it did work. We want to thank Jay Lamont and Tony Woods. And, T. Woods, uh, Jay Lamont. Lester for calling in and, it, um, and then uh, Seymour. And, you have uh, an assignment next week even what? if I'm not here what? I want you to look at Jay Lamont's video and I want you to <laughs> yeah yeah, we might play that we yeah play, play that we might play that um, so yeah hopefully Dan uh, Dan you'll be available next week come through and yeah, uh, yeah. chat room seems to like you chat room let us know if <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chat room seems to like me and shout out to all the people in the chat room thank you all for listening and uh, uh, we're out thank you P P out out I'm supposed to say the last oh my fault I forgot yeah.